across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Choose discomfort over resentment. It's a philosophy that I try and live by and it works every single time. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. If you want to give us a call and be the first caller of the night, now is an excellent time to do it. Here's the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. wrong one i knew that was the wrong one i knew that was the wrong one stop no 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 um um where have you gone where have you gone hang on bear with me bear with me um um how has that disappeared hang on a second let's uh speak to um it's uh, uh tiffany hello tiffany what's rachel what's her name anna anna Hello. Yes. What was the hip 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 hip, hip banner? Now the um, Beatles song that I was going to play has disappeared. How the hell? Has, I don't even remember which one it was. It was um, oh, got to get you into my life. Where has that gone? Oh, I love that song. Well, I was supposed to play it. And it's just disappeared. Got to get you. I've got. Gotta I'm, get you into my on. life. Hang on, I've got this one. What? Oh, that's tax man. No. We're going all through. Better in the town. We're going all. Th- hang on. We're going all through. Go revolver. Your day bro. No. No. Hang on. No. No. Oh well, where the hell? How? Hang on. Hang on a minute. Don't, we're not starting the show. I've lost. I've only gone and lost. Got to get you into my life. Hang on a second. Bear with me. Bear with me. File. Add to library. It'll be worth it. Worth it? It will be worth it. iTunes. Hang on, bear with me. Got to get. Um, hang on. You, you're not in a rush, are you, Anna? No, no. You didn't leave it on the cable car, did you? No. Oh, God, that bloody cable car. Jeez, I thought I was going to puke up. Hang on. Revolver. Let's have a look in revolver. Hang on. That, I'll talk about that a bit later on. Oh, what an awful start to the show. Um, iTunes felt music. Oh, for crying out loud, Beatles. Well, it's the Beatles, isn't it? It's not, not, it's not even in alphabetical order. Bear with me, bear with me. Ah, the Beatles. Please, please me. What's the name of the album? Revolver. Got to get you into my life. Hang on a second. Right. I was alone, I took a ride. I didn't know what I would find there. The road where maybe I could see another kind of mind there. Ooh, then I suddenly see you. Ooh, did I tell you I need you every single day of my life? You didn't run, you didn't lie, you knew I wanted just to hold you. Had you gone, you knew in time we'd meet again for I told you Ooh, you were meant to be near me Ooh, and I want you to hear me Say we'll be together every day Got to get you into my life 
I do? What can I be? When I'm with you, I want to stay there. If I'm true, I'll never leave. And if I do, I know the way there. Ooh, and I suddenly see you. Ooh, did I tell you I need you? Every single day of my life. worth the wait wasn't it oh brilliant I that love was that. worth the flipping wait hang on a minute i'm flying blind here because i've just pulled my headphones out don't swear or say anything naughty because i can't hear what you're saying there we go oh i think my headphones may have died the death let's i've uh, got caddick messaging is going mad caddick's hung up caddick was all set to be caller number four tonight and he's hung up he's got upset he's really upset on facebook he's um um uh, don't write. Okay, hang on a minute. Oh, blimey. Well, f- we'll work with this until the break, and then I'll see if I can fix it. Um, well, these things these things happen, don't they? These things happen. Uh, guess what happened to me today? Um, you got stuck in a car wash. Yeah. Did you? How did I guess that? What are the, what are the chances of me guessing that? <laughs> I tweeted it to you. Oh, that that might be it. That would be it. How did you get stuck? In, I was. I love a good car wash. How did you get stuck in it? Well, I started off, went through, got halfway through, because, you know, it pulls you along. No, I've never been the one that pulls you along. I've been the one where you pull up and it stops, and it says reverse a bit, and then stop, and then you stop. Well, it pulls you along on the track, doesn't it? No, yeah. I've never had, I've never been pulled along on the track one. Oh, yeah, well, this one just pulls you through. Oh, I've never had that, no. Yeah. Uh, outrageous. And, you know, the fluffy things that go round yeah. on the car, yeah. and, and it, it, the track stops. Yes. And the fuzzy things were going all still round, and I was the only one there, and everything went down, the lights and everything, and I didn't know what to do, so I just sounded the horn. Oh, you coward, you should have got out. It's my, it's my dream. It is my dream to be in a petrol station, and someone soaking wet, covered in bubbles, walking in, going, (laughs) car's got stuck in the car, well, could could someone give us a hand? I'd love to see that happening. Oh, God, it was a nightmare. But well, someone did come in the end and pushed me along. Oh, flipping it. Well, did, you, did you have a clean car, though? A very clean car. Yeah, you see, exactly. exactly. Just for everyone who's wondering why we're not on Periscope, I can't get it to work on my phone for some reason. I don't know why. It won't, it won't connect. The, the Periscope won't connect. I'm, I'm one-legged with my headphones and I'm having to push my thumb hard. I'm pushing my thumb hard against the cable to even get one ear to work, uh, uh, Anna. And I've dropped the H off of your name. It really is turning into um, an absolute arse of a, sh- of a show. Oh, dear. They're the best ones, though, I find. Hey, we've got Will Storr coming on later on. It's a pre-recorded interview. Will Storr wrote that brilliant book. Can, can you bring it in for me, Kath, at some point? Just sorry, um, uh, that I was reading from the other day that says there is no such thing as colour. No such thing as colour? Oh, yeah! Colour doesn't exist! Well, of course it does. No, it doesn't. 
Well, not for those people who are colour blind. No, for everybody. Colour does... There's no such thing as colour. Your brain makes it up. Oh, OK. Yes, you see. Do you see now? Oh, right. There, you see, you see. Ooh. Anything else? No, that's it. All right, then, tutty bye, tutty bye. Let's go to Joseph. Hello, Joseph. Hello, how are you, Ian? I'm fine, Joseph. I'll just stay there. I'm going to, um... Switch headphones for the moment, because those ones are kaputted. There we go. There we go. I don't like... Oh, no, hang on. Now, these ones are only working in one ear. What the f... There we go. Right, good. Right, OK. Yeah, we got, we got hip, it, Joseph. Hip, 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 Joseph! It's the whole show. Talk radio, what is it now? Three, four weeks old. The whole thing is falling apart, as I knew, as I predicted it would. It's happening now. Dude, I've had a bit of a bad day, too. What happened, man? <sighs> I had a really shitty job interview. Okay. Well, didn't yeah. go very well. All right, just, just, Mike, watch, just watch your language, but go on, yes. Oh, sorry. That's sorry, right, don't worry, don't worry, we can let that one pass. Apologies to anyone who's yeah, yeah. but go on. Cool, cool. My car didn't pass its MOT. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I'm going to have to get rid of that, because it's like 300 quid. No one's going to buy it at that point. And one of my bikes was stolen today. One of your bikes was stolen? Yes. What is this, the 1900s? Who's going around stealing bikes? Well, it's Grantham in Lincolnshire. It happens. Oh, man, that's a bad... Well, you think your day's bad. Mm. I went on a cable car across London and it scared the bejesus out of me. So I would suggest... <laughs> I would suggest that mine was much, much worse than yours. What happened? You had a bad job interview, um, car failed, it's MOT, and you got a bike stolen. I went in a cable car. I still feel motion sick. It's not too bad, though, to be fair. You'll, you'll get over that one. What do you You'll get over your bike <laughs> being stolen, Joseph! Well, I will do, to be fair. I only bought it a few uh, weeks ago, and it was only 50 quid, but still. But still, oh, it's annoying. Where, 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 where was it nicked from? I don't, I'm not saying this in an attempt to help you. I'm just no, trying to build fine. an image of your day. Uh, um, well, I had the day off, um, so I had a bit of a lie-in, and it's actually outside in my back garden, but the thing is, I've been putting off bringing it back in again recently, so... Yeah. It's my fault, really, but what can you do? No, it's not your, it's not your fault to, uh, if, if something gets nicked from your back garden, you know. You... I, see, I, yeah, I see what you're saying, I've just been putting it off. I've been putting it off for like a week, and then it's just gone. It's, it's, gone. it's, 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 it's for the best. I guess. It's for the, <laughs> it's for the best. Bikes, bikes are horrible. Horrible inventions. They don't really serve any purpose whatsoever, apart from. (laughs) (laughs) They don't serve any purpose apart from you know you you just get you're driving down the road and you get a face full of someone's backside and you it confuses me because sometimes I think Mm. they're beautiful female backsides and I you know and then it turns out it's it's actually a beautiful man's backside. Where does that leave me? Well, I think I'm a beautiful man, but, you know, each to their own. Well, you know, I, 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 listen, I, 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 we were born to love one another, man. Um, but it's just, I just think if they should have a sign saying man or, f- or woman on their or back. Or pink, pink or blue. Pink yeah, or blue, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I'd go along with that, actually, yeah. I'd go along with that, I think that makes, that makes, um, kind of sense. Well, I'm sorry you've had a rubbish day. I don't think the show tonight is going to make you feel any better. If, I, if I'm completely honest, it's a, it's a terrible start. Car crash of a start. shouldn't mention cars, sorry. It's a bad start to a show, um, and I can't get the bloody... <laughs> my phone to work, my headphones to work. Nothing works! I think what I'm going to do now is all the pizza and shook my face. Oh, don't, because I'm, I'm, I'm... This diet I keep flirting with, I'm kind of back on the diet today. Ooh. And by that, it means I'm not really eating very much, and I'm hungry, and I'm walking upstairs instead of getting lifts. Is it low-carb, or...? Uh, it was, what, uh, yeah. Yeah, mm, why not? Okay. I don't know what that means. It's basically low food. 
Low food. Okay, that L- makes sense. Low food. A low food diet um, is um, is kind of what I'm on. Ah, uh, well, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I'm going to shove my face anyway. Well, you go and enjoy shoving your face. I will. And, um, yeah, thanks very much indeed for that. 0844-499-1000. Tris, Jonathan, stay there. Um, yes, Tris. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Tris. Hip, hip, hip. How are you? You all right? I'm still deaf in one ear. I've managed my, my headphones that I prefer, my preferred headphones, which I nicked from the Your BBC. BBC headphones. You yeah. paid for them. Thanks, guys. That's um, right, no worries. They, uh, they, they've been held together for a long time with sellotape, and um, the sellotape has come loose, and now it's affected both, but oh, I've managed to fix it, but I can only hear in one ear. So we'll, we'll, that's a start. That's a start. I can't well, get, get a pe- little Saturday job up the BBC, get some more headphones. The uh, BBC won't let me anywhere near that building, not until I denounce mm. um, all homosexuals and um, uh, say that Jesus Christ is my saviour. So no, I can't get the um, bloody periscope to work. So all in all, tonight's show, little bit of a write-off. So it's going to be a radio show tonight. It's going to be an actual, proper radio show this evening. Who'd have thunk it? Not you, clearly. No, not me. No, 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 no. Not at all. That, I, I saw you on that cable car today. Flipping it, mate. I've been on that. It's horrible, isn't it? So uh, basically, I was given a talk. No, I wasn't. Uh, um, a college by the O2 Arena. I was told I was given. I. Oh, I don't. I, I was told I was given a talk, and I turned up, and I wasn't giving a talk. Okay, so I wasn't. I felt a little bit shafted, if I'm completely honest, Tris. Okay. I don't want to go into too much because there'll be some people listening who are at the event today, and while I thoroughly enjoyed the role I played in the event, it certainly wasn't what was discussed between me and the organizer by a country mile. What uh, was the role you played? All right, here's the thing, right? I, 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 here's the thing, right? And I did enjoy, the people that I met, I loved, and they were fantastic and charming and wonderful, and I, I, I enjoyed it, right? But I have been offering my services to schools and colleges across the country to go and give a talk about yep. working in radio, about why I love working in radio, why, how I put the show together, why I think my style of radio is, is, is perhaps better than some others. And yep. I've gone to primary schools, and I've gone to colleges, and I've gone to universities, and I've got my little talk, I do a little 40-minute talk with clips, and um, then I do a Q&A. So it lasts about an hour, right? Yeah. And I put it out on Twitter and Facebook a few months ago. If anyone wants me to come and do these talks, get in touch. Well, this this this, this college today got in touch a while ago. I said, we'd love you to come and, come and do a talk. And I said, okay, right. Well, let's, when we finally agreed that we do it at three o'clock today and it'll be a, a 40 minute talk with a Q&A. And then I got an email at midnight last night, this morning saying, can we make it um, 12? And I said, no, we can't make it 12. We'll make it three as we agreed. And so I turned up all prepared to do the talk. And while I was there, it soon became a apparent that i was not there to do what i thought i was there to do and mm-hmm. i was being d- 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 meeting all these people who were going to inter- interview me and do all this and i said right sorry can i just ask why am i here why do you think i'm here and they said oh we're going to interview you on this show they was like streaming a live show and i was i was like cool with that but it dawned on me that um <laughs> that i wasn't there to do what i was I'd, I'd offered to do, right? And it was a two-hour drive to get from my house to there. So it was a big old drive. Yeah. And we had to sort out childcare and stuff like that for basically what was a 15-minute interview. Now, right. had I known it was going to be a 15-minute interview, I wouldn't have done it because, you know, I wasn't getting paid. I had to pay my own travel and my own parking and stuff, which is fine. Mm. But to drive all that way for a two-hour, for a 15-minute interview, and then I got to work 
four hours early because it was it was no point in me going back home yeah. i kind of felt well that's not what we agreed now had i driven two hours for an hour-long presentation and a q a then i would have been i would have been happy with that but i just felt a little bit i, I felt i've been taken for a ride now is that me be is that me being miserable do you think tris no i don't think i mean you could have done that over skype or something couldn't you this little yeah interview. Yeah, and then someone tweeted, I just interviewed, uh, d- did an impromptu interview with Ian Lee. Impromptu? Hang on. That means you didn't know I was going to be there for an interview. What the hell is going on, guys? I- I- and I just, I don't want to sound miserable, because the people that I met, right, were all lovely, and they were all really talented young people, and I wished them the best of luck. But I felt like it was a bit of a waste of my time, and I felt like I was being given the runaround ever so slightly. And it's just made me, I'm going to be a little bit more reluctant. Gosh, this has gone off on a negative tone. I'm just going to be a little bit more reluctant or hesitant to offer my services to any more schools or colleges. Is that the spirit, though? Because, I mean, does one bad experience mean that you shouldn't? well no 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 yeah yeah, that's a good point and i will rethink it but i mean i've done i've got i've got 15 in the diary right i'm halfway through it so i've done about eight i've got about another seven or so to go right yeah um i just felt i just felt they were taking the pee and i don't like having the pee taken out of me particularly when i'm offering something for free yeah sure what's your what's your motivation behind doing these these talks giving something back yeah that's it giving something back really yeah cool and yeah, and, cool. I, and and you know it, it was cool and the interview was fun and the people that did it were brilliant i'm not in any way knocking them but it was two hours it's a two-hour drive for a 15-minute interview and um and i got to work four hours early maybe that maybe i'm being miserable maybe i'm just being grumpy i don't know but i i just i, I just felt it wasn't worth it no i know i see your point now i see your point but i don't, I don't think you should let that ruin the whole the whole shebang because you know it's been mainly good experience hasn't my it? sister's just tweeted me are you sure you went to the right place she <laughs> has a good point maybe i just rocked up and said hey i'm here for uh, i'm here to uh, to uh, give a talk and they they saw me and went gosh we weren't expecting this guy but we'll have him we yeah, recognize him from something sorry for you mate yeah maybe they saw this fat old man with a beard <laughs> shuffling in they thought oh let's give him a break let's give him a break yeah it wasn't broadcast anywhere they just they just went along exactly Anyway, yeah, no, yes. I'm just, share, just sharing my condolences for that cable car. I got oh. dragged on there with the family once last year, I think it was. Um, kids loved it. The wife found my reaction hilarious. Oh, my mum, uh, who uh, got, well, she's in a wheelchair, so it got us to the front of the queue. So Beautiful. Beautiful. And, uh, oh, it, you know, it's fantastic having someone in a wheelchair. Oh, it's great. Uh, anywhere you want to get to the front, so brilliant. Yeah, oh, no, it's, it's uh, great. Well, you, if, if, the best place, if you go to New York, right, if you ever fly to New York, you've got the biggest, longest wait in immigration. It can take you, like, three or four hours to get through. Wheelchair, straight to the front. Empire yeah. State Building. We went to my mum wanted to go and see the Empire State Building, right? Uh, yeah. So we went, massive queue. I said, Mum, I'm really sorry. We're not, it, this queue is going to be for hours. And we were leaving. And this guy went, hey, do you want, you, you come, you come here to go up to the top of the tower? I said, yeah, but the queue. He said, hey, don't worry about that. You guys get to jump the queue in a lift, special lift. Boom, straight up. Oh, look at that. Yeah. They know how to, they know how to, they call them, they still call them the handicapped. They know how to look after the handicapped in New York. <laughs> which I found it odd. They kept using the word handicapped. But yeah, no, you're right. I am, um, I'm tempted to say if ever you go abroad or you go to the theatre, hire a wheelchair and put one of your mates in it. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I, I will. I will my mum up to Legoland with the kids because I get in, get in free as a carer, and uh, we haven't got a queue up for anything. Oh, my baby, baby. Hang on a minute. With the, hang on a minute. Because I've been to Legoland with my mum. You get to jump the queue at Legoland with a wheelchair. Yeah, you got to go. If you go when you when you pick up your tickets, yes. you have to get like a pass. Oh, and they, they scan it through, and you can jump right to the front. Oh, baby, baby, baby! No one mentioned that to me. Right, we're taking mum next. She ain't going on any of the rides. We'll just wheel her up to the front, jump on the ride, then go and get her afterwards. That's all we'll do. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, just leave her there. Oh, she's got a ride all the way round, hasn't she? So. She's exactly. She's got a ride all the way round. Trace, thank you for that, mate. Thank you, mate. Cheers, my dear. That's yeah, I went on the cable car. The, uh, it's called the Emirates thing. And I did a very, it's a very sweary, I thought I'd periscope it, but it was, it was actually, um, it was horrible. It was horrific. It was, it was, it was one of the most unpleasant experiences of, of my life. I think I can, um, I think I can safely say. So, uh, I, I won't be doing that again. Katia's on the line. Good evening, Katia. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Katia. It's so nice to have you. On the, the radio show, I uh, I wasn't intending on calling. But in you did. Day, yes, indeed, because I. Yes. Uh, yes. Pourquoi? Uh, Joseph, I uh, hear is from Grantham, and I'll be in Morrison's tomorrow. Sorry. Uh, Joseph, the previous, not not the previous, the other previous previous caller. Oh, Periscope's he, working, by the way, guys. If you want to get on there, yes, go on. Yes. You're going to be he, in Morrison's, did you? He, I'll be in Morrison's tomorrow in Grantham. So if he wants. To, um, Probably next to their new customer service desk. Yes. One o'clock. What? Um, what? I don't understand what you're saying. You're going to... What? Me? I'm going to be in Grantham, uh, Morrison's at one o'clock, and I can meet up with... Why, uh, do, you, why do you want to meet up with him? Because he's in Grantham. You don't want to meet... that. He could be a, a, a murderer or a sexual... A what? Could be a sexual deviant. So... So, <laughs> no, no, all the better, no, 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 not eh? Good. No, <laughs> not good. But, uh, yes, let's meet. What? Has Joseph been on already? I'm not really keeping track of this show. Right. He, he was the first, uh, the second caller. Can we, get, can, we, can we get Joseph back on, please, guys? Yeah. We get, we'll get him back on. Let's see if oh. he wants any part of these um, sexual shenanigans. <laughs> so you're offering to have sex with anyone that meets you at the car park <laughs> no. of Asda? Oh, Morrison, no, sorry, Morrison, you're right. So if no. anyone meets you in the car park of Morrison's tomorrow, you'll you'll see them right. Yeah, Asda is a bit too far. No, away, you wouldn't really. go to Asda for no, sexual favours. It's uh, this is a this is a weird show, guys. Yeah, this well, you a, started it. No, I, well, I start. I, li- I literally started the show. That's that's one of my um, one of my requirements is I have to do that. But I I didn't in any way. Uh, I'm all okay. Well, y- yes, you can meet Joseph, although he's not answering his telephone. That tells you something. Yeah, well, um, I may- would. maybe he's choosing his um, his pants for tomorrow. Maybe he prefers Asda. Um, but I, 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 I'm, re- you know, if anything does go wrong, and I mean this seriously, right? Yeah. If you do find yourself, you know, attacked, cornered, yes, yes, you can't in any way blame me. Hello. Hello. Hello? Hello? Hi, I, <laughs> is someone after me? Yeah. Hi, I, are you Joseph? Hi, yes. Yes. Are you in Grantham? Yeah, I live in Grantham. <laughs> I live in Grantham too. Hey, small world. Oh, that's amazing. Ah, who would have thought it? No. Well, you don't seem impressed by Grantham. I'm not either, so. It's not the worst place to live, but it's uh, <sighs> it's certainly not the greatest, to be fair. 
It's a bit disappointing because I heard it uh, kind of won an award for uh, most boring town back in 2005, I, I think. Really? Well, it might as well win an award for most bike stolen today, I suppose. But, you know, what can you do? Yeah, nothing. So, are you, here we go. <laughs> are you. Um, going to meet Katia tomorrow. What time are, are you going to be in Morrison's, um, open? Yeah, one o'clock. One o'clock. I was going to say legs open. I thought that was inappropriate. So I, I, <laughs> I, I, I sent... This is interesting because I live literally two seconds away from Morrison, so it wouldn't be any, any hassle, but I don't know. I might, because it does sound kind of creepy. It is but... weird, isn't it? But some weird, you know, some weird stuff's happened to me in the past, so, you know, I might, you know, it's rough to throw it. That's a way to see. That's a way to see. Oh, this is exciting. Can you, Katia? Yeah? Can you, um, I won't be watching. Can you periscope it? <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> yeah? Uh, yeah, no. I'll, I'll record this for my own, um... Can you, but here we go. We like that film Time Code, right? Where it's like this really pretentious film in the 90s where it's four different cameras at the same time and they all, all the stories cross over and stuff, right? You'll be like Time Code. Katia, if you periscope it, Joseph, if you per- periscope it, whether you go or not, right? Um, mm. and then we'll have a good old laugh at both of your expense. How does that sound? Oh, good. Okay, yeah, no problem. Ian. Katia, does that sound okay, my love? Well, I, I'd love to, but I just think, uh, I can't, I can't because of the internet. I'm, I'm not, uh, wired. Uh, You're not wired the, to the internet. Yeah, well, in, in, in Morrison's, that's the problem, so. Uh, but I'll ask if, if, if I can take Roger's phone. Maybe. Okay, you take your Roger, the fictional boyfriend. All right, Katia, of course. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Okay, my headphones. <laughs> you don't need to know this. I used to get told off at another place I worked at for banging on about my headphones all the time. They're the tools of my trade. My headphones are literally the. There, there are two wires that are loose. Uh, now, had I, if I had some soldering equipment, I could fix it in a jiffy. Um, I don't. So what I normally do is I sellotape the wires to the bit, but I can't quite work out where the wires need to go. So I've just rested the wires. And they're connecting, and I can hear. So let's not, no one make any sudden, any sudden movements, please. I'm nervous about this call, but we'll go with it and see where we go. Yes, Jonathan. Hello. Hello, Jonathan. Hi. Have you ever thought of using uh, the theme music from Nightmare for your show? I like Nightmare. I enjoyed the program. Where am I now? You're in a room, and there's a table with a piece of cheese on it, and there's a man dressed as a jester. We take two small steps forward, one said, no, oh, he's fallen into the vortex. Um, no, I've never considered using the theme tune. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find the full theme music for that, but it doesn't seem to be any. The best I can find is a 50-second uh, clip of music. Well, Pity that. Maybe, it, it was a good theme tune. Maybe. You know that there w- wasn't there a y- about a year ago. Didn't a company announce that they were um, going to um, take Nightmare on tour? And people, if they wanted to, could um, play the game. And it was, like a t- it was like a thing, and you could actually go and play the game. I never heard of that, but it sounds fun. I think that was going to... Uh, I think that was actually going to happen. Hang on. Is this what you're talking about? Yeah. Here we go. It's only 36 seconds long. Oh, dear. Well, that, that maybe that's all there is. Oh, OK. Maybe that's all there is. Oh, no, uh, no, thank you, no, thank you. Someone should make a longer one. Can someone remix this, please? And they shut up. OK. 
Uh, we stopped. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah, well, um, yes, I'm sure there was going to be a tour of that. And um, what was the name of the guy that presented it? it was Trey Guard, was that his name? Oh, it's been years since I've seen it. All right, mate. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. I didn't appreciate it as much at the time. Oh, I did. Uh, as I probably would now, because uh, I wasn't old enough to know better back then. Yes, yes <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Um, but we, 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 be careful, Jonathan. We're, we are in great danger of treading down the, um, kids' TV shows from the 70s, 80s, and 90s route, which is, which is, which is not a route. I am not Ian Collins. No, this very perilous. Very perilous and treacherous grounds, if ever there were. Like a typical nightmare quest. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Um, hey, so, um, you, do you ever watch Quantum Leap? Yeah, I did. Did you see that Stephen Colbert um, uh, did a, a spoof of Quantum Leap with Scott Bakula? Uh, no. Okay, well, that's that conversation um, done. Well, I mean, Quantum, Quantum Leap was a weird show. Well, it was a weird show because it felt like it was something made in the 80s, but the last episode was made in the early 90s, whereas the next generation, which began in the late 80s, felt like a show of the 1990s i never liked star trek the 1990s. i never liked star trek the next generation because i saw i tell you why because i watched the first episode right and i think they had like um people from shakespearean days come on board the spaceship and i thought nah nah i'm not doing this this looks pony so i never watched another episode oh dear there were some good ones well, I'm trying to think. I, I just bought because um, I was I was bored and slightly annoyed at this do today when I sat in the green room. I bought a load of time travel films on DVD, including one directed by um, oh, who's the man that took a load of LSD? Not Dennis Hopper, Peter Fonda. Oh. So struggling to get this conversation going, Jonathan. I don't know what is. It, if, I don't know if it's me or if it's you. Oh, I, uh, well, I just thought we'd uh, shoot the breeze for a little bit, but I've got a topic we can talk about. Here we go. Brave enough. Yeah, well, now, now, you say brave enough. Is it going to be related to your Twitter ramblings from the last couple no. of days? No. Okay, because some of the stuff, no. I've, and, and, all right, you didn't say it on the show, right? So it's kind of almost, but and I don't, but I, 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 I <sighs> Let me think let me let me think for a second because I need to think right if someone phones this show and then they post obnoxious poison on Twitter, does it have a bearing on this show? No, I don't think it does because if you're not mentioning it then then no it doesn't so, no I don't intend to mention right, it I was going to I was go- going to talk about um something loosely connected with game of, of Thrones um game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, uh, well, it, it, loosely, it concerns Joffrey. You'll, you'll, you'll see where I'll I've, I've never seen Game of Thrones. I, I can't think of anything more boring, apart from the episodes with boobs in. The, the other ones, nah. The dragon ones, nah. It's, it, it's okay, but it's a bit overrated, and yeah. they keep killing all the good characters. Well, yep. Yeah, but I, I, I'd like to talk about democracy. <laughs> okay, yeah, go on. I can do that. Okay, okay. I actually think democracy is a very bad idea. Continue, And the, uh, 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 and the reason why I think it's a bad idea yeah. is that it's not meant for human beings. Okay. Democracy 
only works in a utopian environment where everyone is equally intelligent, equally moral, uh, equally considerate, has an equal stake let in me the guess, running of things. Let me guess. After your phone call of two days ago, you don't think black people or Muslims should have the right to vote? No. No, it's not that at all. Oh, OK. I, any, I actually don't think anyone should have the right to vote because well, most of the human population yeah. is completely stupid. In fact, I'm stupid, and that's probably the only thing that me and the cultural just, Marxists agree just, on. Just say I that again. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Just say that again. I don't think even I no. should have the vote. And why is that? Because I'm as equally stupid as the rest of the population. Okay. Yeah, I, what I would like to see is a return to what we saw in Bohemia during the 16th and cent, uh, 17th century. Oh, gosh, yes. Where you had a king, but he was elected to serve for life by the aristocrats right. who, were, who had a stake in, in the country because they were landowners. Land was the basis of wealth and power. Right. But... With that wealth and power came responsibility. Like Spider-Man. And they, yeah, and their job was to keep the king in check. But having a king is better than what we've got now because a king could afford to take a long-term view of how the country well, would develop. That's, that's a dictatorship. now. That's a dictatorship. Well, it depends on who the dictator is. Well, so if he if he's benevolent, then it's all right, and if he's not benevolent, if he's nasty, then that's bad. Well, that's why you need the aristocracy to keep him in check and say you're going too far. Stop it, or we'll replace you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I would, I would. This is why now I bring in Joffrey. Yes. Joffrey was a terrible king, but even he, it would be better to live under Joffrey than it would be in the real world today because people had more freedom and liberty than under, under Joffrey than we do now. Joffrey would not tell people how to m live their lives. He, all he'd be care about is pay me tribute, don't overthrow me, don't, don't step out of line and I'll leave you alone. But I don't today, know who Joffrey is. And I don't like the name Joffrey. It's, it's not, it's, it should be Jeffrey, shouldn't it? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Oh. But the uh, thing is, we, our lives are completely micromanaged. We are constantly told what we can and can't do. No, we're in not. The privacy of our own home. No, we're not. We're constantly told no, we're not. that, that we can't put whatever substances we like in our own body. We're constantly told... So to a king would let you smoke way. dope, is that what you're saying? I like the Pope, yeah. the Pope smokes dope. Yeah, I, I... We would have more freedom under a tyrant like Joffrey than we do under Barack Obama or David Cameron. And that's why I would like to see some sort of... Uh, elected monarchy or benevolent dictator or some kind of judge system like we have in Judge Dredd where you have <laughs> someone, a superior human being right. like an Alex Ferguson or a Donald Trump benevolently ruling over the masses and they're kept in line by the, the natural aristocracy, which is what Starfleet is in oh. the Star Trek universe, okay. the natural aristocracy. Has, 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 and I'm going to say something, Jonathan. You've just yeah. 
suggested that we're ruled in the same way that star the people in star trek are ruled that you'd like alex ferguson to be doing it and or a bloke called joffrey has anyone ever suggested that you might be completely nuts i've got two words for you red pill thank you very much indeed Let's go to, uh, I think the sixth caller of the night. Good evening, Alan. Hip, hip, hip. Hey, every day you get a little bit more deflated as you sink further down the list. Do you remember, Alan? Do you remember when you used to be the first caller of the night? Well, I've got something to tell you. Yeah, go on. Tonight will be my last ever call to this show. Yeah! Could I, could I formally announce my retirement from the Ian Lee show. What the heck? It sounds like sour grapes. No, I've been thinking about it long and hard. Um, there's a time when the fun, and there's a time when the fun has to stop. Um, <laughs> for me, it's tonight. The fun is stopping tonight, Alan. But what, why have you reached this, this monumentous decision? Because I've been beaten by girls. Well... It, that, in that case, Alan, it's nothing more than sour grapes, is it? No, but for me, it's been bubbling for some time. Has it been bubbling for some time? But that, but yeah, but it's still, it, it, it's. Where are you? I'm at the pub. Flipping me sorrows. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Listen, this is this is crazy, guys. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand, guys. I need you to come on and explain to Alan Caddick why he shouldn't give up phoning the show 0844 499 1000 phone up you can hear Caddick he's a broken man child we need you dear listener because I I'm not really that bothered but we need you dear listener to convince this husk of a human being that his um, input is worthwhile and you want him to stick around so let's just wait Alan I bet the phones are going to go mental. Let's just wait and wait wait for people to phone in and tell you why you should stay. Is that okay? Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's just wait. (laughs) Just waiting, and there's a bit of a delay from when I speak to when it goes out on the radio, so it might be a little bit wild. What booze are you in, Alan? The old crown. The arm farm? No, the old crown. Oh, the old crown, okay. Oh, wait, four. Did I get, maybe I didn't give the number out. Oh, eight, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Why do you think, dear listener, that Alan Caddick should stay, uh, and, uh, as a regular contributor to this show? Let me just take this call straight to air. Line two, you're straight through to Alan Caddick. Tell him why you want him to stay. I mean, I definitely want him to go, I mean, stay, because he's such a, you know, Awesome part. I mean, horrible. I mean, awesome part of the show. You know. Uh, there you go. There you go, Alan. Let's try another one. Line two. You're through to Alan Caddick. Why do you think Alan should stay? Um, I don't know, but I've got a funny song for you. Oh yeah, beautiful. We like a funny song, wouldn't we, Al? 
Go on. Well, if you go into the internet and type in donkey sex by donkey man. Donkey sex by monkey man. By donkey man. Donkey sex by donkey man. Donkey man man performing a song called donkey sex. You want me to actually type that into my computer? Yeah. Right. That's never, that's never going to happen. Why don't you sing donkey sex by donkey man to me? Do you want me to sing it? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, we'd like to hear Donkey Sex by Donkey Man, wouldn't we, Alan? No. Oh, well, I would. Go on. Right. Well, before I start singing... Oh, I accidentally cut you off. Sorry, man. Line uh, one, you're through to Alan Caddick. Why do we need Caddick? Um, Caddick is part of the furniture. He's been, you know, part of your show you're for a- so long. Yeah, Alan, Alan, this caller's saying you're a big old comfy puff. Hey. Is that making you feel any better, Alan? No. Let's try this one. Line line two, you're straight through to Alan Caddick. Tell him why we need him. Because his voice is like a warm cup of tea. It's comforting. It's it's something there's something homely about it. It's uh it's just enjoyable. He's a lovely man. Alan, let's have another one. Line one, you're straight through to Alan Caddick. Why do we need Caddick in our lives? We all need Alan Caddick in our lives. Alan, it's yourself from next week. Don't do it, buddy. Too late. What is Bill and Don't do it. I'm you from next week, and I'm telling you now. Good things are coming, Alan. No, I don't think so. I'm, 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 my wife's first caller has been relinquished. I'm just a commoner. All right, then, Alan. Well, thanks for calling. Bye. It's sad, but these things happen. <laughs> thinks I'm being a bit harsh. These things happen, guys. You know, it's it's sad, but um, people move on. <laughs> Maybe that was a little bit. Uh, ah, dairy, dairy me. Let's go to. Uh, you can take that one. I'll take this one. Uh, let's go to Keith. Hi, Keith. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Keith. I'm rubbing my ribs. Rubbing my ribs. Ah. Rubbing my ribs. Where am I? Sorry? Where am I? I don't know. Where are you? Oh, this nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where am I now? It's where am I now? Is it? Where am I now? Oh, well, I think a lot of them said, where am I? Anyway, anyway, um, I wanted to talk about the, uh, the old cable car today. Oh, it was horrible! Blimey. It was horrible. Why did I think that would be a good idea? Well, you caused a bit of a ruckus. Um, on Facebook. I, I was flicking through Facebook oh, and I yes. saw, uh, someone sort of petitioning, uh, people who, uh, who, 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 who like you to, to go and give you some support because you thought you were in a, in a, in a bit of a bad place. So I flicked over to Periscope and rewatched, uh, the second video first. Oh, yeah. Well, as you were eventually coming off. And I was like, oh, God, what's, you know, what's wrong? What's up with him? And then I watched the, uh, the, the, the first one and, uh, realized your, 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 your ruse. And, um, well, the thing is, I had my, my friend Scott phoned me up because he was someone had told him that I'd had a breakdown, and he was so worried <laughs> that he phoned up to see what was wrong. Well, what was wrong was I was doing a little bit of a. But I tell you what, that cable car, it was horrible. Have you ever been skiing? No, mate. Never go. I'm not going to. I'd snap. And by the way, everyone on Periscope, I know you can't hear the callers. I don't know if you've noticed. I'm a little bit busy doing a show, and loads of things aren't working, so kiss it. I'll sort it out when I'm not quite so busy. Is that all right? Thanks. Yes. No, I'm not going to go skiing. Why would I go skiing? 
Well, it, it is fantastic. It's it's it's, a, it's one of the best holidays you can ever do. But but after yes. seeing you on that cable car, which oh, isn't yeah. particularly high, really. Oh no, it went. It, it goes higher than it. Um, uh, it I was just say something that makes no sense. It goes higher than it looks, and by that I mean it goes really bloody high. Now I've been on it. It's not that high. Shut up! What, what, shut up, man! What, put, put your willy away. This is not one of those <laughs> waving competitions. <laughs> it was horrible, and I got I, genuinely. I got motion sick. I don't like motion. And and I and um I went all the way around and, and came back and it was it was absolutely hideous. It, it didn't look like you were enjoying it, but it I was wasn't. extremely funny. It's very but, sweary. I warn you now, dear listener. It's very very sweary. But you've um, you've uh, reminded me of something talking about my willy. Um, I was thinking um, tomorrow I'm going to be uh, on Hampstead Heath, probably about eleven o'clock. Uh, so if any uh, any <laughs> any of the callers wanted to sort of you know well, I don't, hook up, no. And go, Go for like a you know roll in the bushes and will you be will you be rubbing your ribs? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, rubbing ribs, rubbing everything. Okay, thank you very much indeed. I don't like this callers meeting up nonsense because it's just supposing, just supposing something goes wrong. Um, I'd be in court. I mean, great publicity for the show. Let's let's be honest. Yes, John. Lindsay Lohan, you're right. How's it going? Uh, it's all right, thank you very much indeed. I'm peckish, actually. I'm very peckish. Oh yeah, have a have a penguin. Uh, no, I'm I'm off. I'm tr- I'm on I'm on a diet again, and by that I mean I'm not eating a lot and I'm walking more. You're walking more to the shops. No, to get some food. I'm walking up and down the stairs instead of getting the lift. That's what I'm doing. You've got a lift that goes up the stairs in your house. No, no, no. At work. At work. At work. Ah, oh, well done. Yes. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, um, you know The Littlest Hobo? Yes. Well, that, that, that's, that's reminded me of an old song. Have you ever heard of it? It's called Love Me, Love My Dog. Have you ever heard of that? I don't know that one, no. There's a song called Love Me, Love My Dog. It was a hit in 1975, and it just uh, it came to my mind. And then it's on YouTube, this out. old song. I'm typing it now. And the internet's been a little bit hit and miss. Oh, Pete, Pete Shelley. That's it. Not, uh, yeah, not, not Pe- the buscocks. Yeah, not Pete Shelley from the buscocks. Here we go. Hang on a second. Here we go. But I was just—it's such an odd song. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking, it was it a theme to something back then? Because it, it just—you know—in the seventies, you had Benji, you had Lassie, you had Benji, you know, yes, yes. Rintintin or whatever. Here we go. It just seems such an odd concept for a song. And I was thinking, was it a theme? Hang on. Freedom is a dusty road yeah. a well, that's unlistenable. We can compile, of course, the top ten of dog songs. Because there are quite a few. Are there? Okay, so we've got Love Me, Love My Dog. I'm getting out some papers. I'm going to write this down. Old yep. Shep by Elvis, of course. Is that good, that song? No, 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 it's not. I'll tell you what is a good song. Oh! This is a great dog song, right? This I'm going to say this is the best dog song, right? <laughs> Ladies and really? gentlemen, it's sung by Cat Stevens. This, oh. Listen to this. Here we go. It's called I Love My Dog, right? Listen to this. Cat Stevens. I love my dog as much as I love you. For you may think my dog will always come through. All he asks from me is the food to give him strength. All he ever needs is love and that he knows he'll get. So I love my dog as much as I love you. Fade, my dog will always come through. 
All the pay I need comes to shining through his eyes I don't need no cold water to make me realize That I love my dog as much as Then let's skip to the end, because the end is brilliant. Here we go. Skip to the end. Here we go. Listen to the end. He, like, he, he goes nuts. Baby, I love my dog. There we go. That is an unusual uh, topic for a song, isn't it's it? Really? Well, uh, well, is it though? Is it? Let's find. There'll be more dog more songs. More from your hundred favourite dog songs. Yes, yes, there will be. There will be. You, you've given us a topic. Thank you very much indeed. I haven't got an out time, guys. Let's go to Craig. Yes, Craig. Hello, Ian. Hello, Craig. As a Welsh man, I'd just like to say that that Nigel doesn't represent my ethnic group. Okay, the um, the Welsh um, homosexual community. No, just the ethnic group of Welsh. Okay, sorry, I apologise for that. Apologize he's for that. a loony. He sounds like a loony. Well, the, what you, you say he's a loony, and if we put his Twitter feed to one side, uh, which is filled with bile. Um, you're saying that um, wanting to be ruled by, um, in the same way that uh, 2000 AD is ruled, and the Star Trek Federation is lunacy, really? Yeah, Judge Dredd killed the democracy uh, leader for the greater good of the people. There you so, go. There you outrageous. Go. There, thank you, thank you. Uh, Craig, can I come back to you after the break? Is that all right? Yeah. We're, I've, I've realised that the time's all over the place. So, uh, ramshackle first hour. My, my apologies. Partly technical, but I should never let these... Th- if I were a professional, you see, I wouldn't let these things bother me. Um, but I, I find myself getting all caught up with them. And I, I, I think we've got... We've certainly got the internet sorted. And when we're playing out the interview with Will Store, I shall do my best to get the headphones sorted. I've got sellotape. That's all I need. That's all I need. Craig, stay there. This is Talk Radio. Uh, these are the adverts. Talk Radio. Um, this is Ian Lisa Talk Radio. Craig, we will come to you next. Then uh, after that, we're going to play the interview I recorded earlier on today with Will Store, who wrote, he's written two, at least two brilliant books, two I've read. Um, Will Store versus the Supernatural and Heretics. Although I struggle to say the word heretics in the interview. You'll hear more after this. This is the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home So if you wanna join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on 
as a world is waiting to unfold. A brand new tale no one has ever told. We've journeyed far, but you know it won't be long. We're almost there, we've paid our fare with a hobo song. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on. So if you wanna join me for a while, just grab your hat, come travel light that hobo style. Maybe tomorrow I'll find what I call home. Until tomorrow, you know I'm free to roam. Yes, Craig. Hello, 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 aloha, aloha from Hawaii. Only now you fixed the Periscope headphones, so when you got a couple of bits to say about topics so far, yes, the with the, regards to the uh, handicapped in America, yes, there was a controversy about a year ago where Disney there were handicapped guides that you could hire by rich families that would get you to the front of the queues. What? What? what these are actually being supplied by Disney. No, the guides were advertising oh. that I'm handicapped and oh, I can get good. you to the front of the queue. Well, I don't see a problem with that. Yeah, but the fam- it was for the families weren't handicapped, it was just yeah. the guides. Yeah, so so but, that's equal opportunities. Oh, yeah, but it's the, I don't have problems with the guides. It was the, ri- it was the rich families hiring well, them. But without the rich families hiring them, those guys w- and guides wouldn't have any jobs. I didn't say it was controversial to me. I just mentioned there was a controversy there anyway. I think... Um, I think that that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Yeah, it's just the rich getting away with it again, isn't it? But but getting away with what? They're employing people. Um, they are employing people. Yeah, they're employing people to, to, and and who are providing a service. Okay. That's okay. Don't you think you? But you, I, I can't. <laughs> if I was rich, I'd do it. So I, I agree. Well, okay. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I don't see. It, I do think, honestly, um, if you go to the, the- West End Theatre, very, very expensive, very expensive, right? Um, if you're a carer more, and you're going with someone in a wheelchair, more often than not, the person in the wheelchair will get a discounted ticket, and the carer will often go free. Yeah, but the carers are more personal relationship, isn't it? It's either well, no, family no, or no, a person employed. No, 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 you're not. You're not hearing me, Craig. You get your mate. You get a cheap wheelchair off of eBay. Well, you can hire wheelchairs. Yeah, exactly. As well. Then you book a ticket. Can I have one wheelchair and a carer, please? Some theatres the carers have to pay half price, but still, and you get you get to go. You, I'm not saying you necessarily yeah. have to take a carer and be but in a wheelchair. This advantage of a. If the policy is good, it's just people taking advantage of it. And that's what I'm suggesting you should do! Okay. <laughs> well, like I said, if I was rich enough, I'd have done it myself. So, well. you know, I'm not going to paint it all bad. No, no, you can't paint it all bad, can you? But it, uh, so that was all I had to say about that topic. To- topic, that topic complete. If you're going to get solder for your headphones... Yeah. Make sure you get solder with lead in it, because of the Europeans. They took the lead out. Well, hang on a second... Do I really want to be playing with hot lead? Well, Which, yeah. Weren't hot, le- weren't hot lead a dance group on Top of the Pops in the 1970s? It was Hot Topic. Hot Topics. And Snakes and Co. Similar. Yes. Snakes and Co. and Hot Topics. Yes, I remember both of them. Okay. Um, so I don't want lead. I don't want things. I don't want to buy a solder iron just to fix some crappy. Oh, 
How many you got engineers in the, uh... Ta! I don't know. I don't, I've got no idea. I know it's BBC contraband headphones, but it, literally yes. it's three wires, isn't it? It's, and it's two wires, and I've got them, uh, I, I can't do it, I'll, I'll do it during the, um... It's the red one is the problem. The yellow one, it's fine, because you can stick that on, and the red one is the one that has to go inside, and that's, that's the, that's the bugger, sir, that's the bugger. Yeah, the but easiest thing would be just chop off the end and add a new plug to it. I'll chop your end off in a minute and plug you up. Excuse me, missus. Thank you very much indeed. Um, and we got some, uh, people are, uh, uh, tweeting in, too lazy to, co- too lazy to call in, but they're tweeting in dog songs. I'm rubbish on songs. Um, the puppy song by Harry Nilsson. If only I should have a puppy. No, I'm singing, um, dreams are nothing more than wishes to, I'm singing the words to the puppy song to the dream, tune of dreams are nothing more than wishes by David Cassidy. So that's... Yeah, I'm more visual, I'm not really... Um, musical. Okay. Um, Dog on Wheels by Bell and Sebastian. No. And the others, I think they've just made them up, just hoping that I would read out their words on, uh, on the <laughs> radio. I, I'm not doing it. I'm not just going to read out your words on the radio. You perverts. The lot of you. Well, I feel it, it's a weird show tonight, isn't it? Yeah, it's good, though. Is you it? Know. Yeah. I don't know. We've had a good, we've had a good week. I'm allowed, I'm allowed a ropey one every now and then. Well, considering the week, it's fantastic. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's been a weird old week, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, we've, got, we've got an interview coming up with Will Store in a moment. Cool. Yeah, that'll be cool. All right, Craig. That book on Periscope at the front of the Periscope link. I'll be, I'm going to be reading a book while it's, it's, I'll be fixing my headphones and reading a book while it's on. Is that okay? Oh, you deserve it. You came in early. I came, I came in well early. Thank you for, am I, quick, quickly, am I being moany about that thing today or am I, am I kind of right? No, as far as pretenses. Yeah. I Same just... thing happened to, uh, Graham Linehan on the Today Show. They had him, they were going to interview him about his stage play. Oh yeah. And then they did one of those stupid positive and negative things about, huh. uh, doing films into stage plays totally stitched him up he's so angry about it to this day he does get quite angry graham Linehan. i've noticed i've noticed on twitter he gets very angry sometimes oh, he's fantastic is he especially about gamergaters i love that oh, i don't uh, craig thank you I, I don't really understand the whole gamergate thing I, I i keep kind of looking at it and going oh no it's too complicated for me it's too murky for that um so um i don't um all right don't listen don't call him for the next um 45 minutes or so because we've got an interview with will store and it's flipping brilliant it's flipping brilliant he's written um two fantastic books right which we will discuss but the the heretics you remember um a couple of weeks ago i read out a bit from his from his book heretics um about the fact there is no color and it's a re- and he, he starts to explain it in this and then we go off on another tangent he's such an interesting man right he's such um, a, 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 an interesting man, and he's so clever. And uh, we we ended up, especially like twenty five minute interview. We ended up talking for forty minutes. We could we ended up talking for another twenty minutes afterwards. After I said, look, we should probably stop here. I tell you what, let me play some ads, and then we'll 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 we'll, we'll go into the interview. Oh, don't call in for a bit. We're gonna um, we're no, we're not gonna take a break. The show continues, but in different, uh, slightly different vein. Uh, Will Store came in earlier on, and he's absolutely brilliant. I I, I, I love his books, and I was kind of. I was kind of gushing in a slightly fanboy way when he came. I nearly asked him to sign my book. I nearly did, and I didn't. I I, I cannot recommend his books highly enough. 
um, that they are wonderful um, and they are joyous and they are absolutely nuts. So, sit back, have a little listen, we'll speak uh, soon, but here's me talking to Will Storr. <laughs> Will, it's so nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, I, 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 we've, we've talked about this privately, but I feel I should say this. I was offered, I was asked to be you years ago in the cutthroat world of television. Oh, yeah. Years ago, there was a dodgy producer, and I can't remember his name, which is probably good for legal <laughs> reasons. <laughs> And he called me in for a meeting for another job that he had for me that never turned into anything. And he said, have you read this book, Will Store versus The Supernatural? And I said, no, no, no. He said, I'll get it, read it, read it. So I got it and I read it and it was your book and I loved it. And I met him a week later and he said, um, it's good, isn't it? I said, yeah. He said, do you want to present the TV series? <laughs> and I went, I can't, I can't. You know, this is, it, it's not my story. Why don't you get him to do it? And I can't remember what the reason was. But you, but I, I, I feel I have to share that with you because... No, I appreciate I, I, I appreciate you being so principled, Ian, because I think I think many people <laughs> wouldn't be. And, and it was a really weird period because it was my first book, and, and there was, I had lots of interest from TV production companies. And what would happen is that they would phone me up and said, "Look, we're going to make you a star. We're going to make you famous." Yeah. You know, and I was in my mid twenties at the time, so I actually thought this might actually happen. It's really exciting. And they'd all read my book, we'll still visit it, and, 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 and we'd have a meeting, and they and they all sit down, and, and the book would be all like have post notes sticking out of it. And they'd ask me all my questions. And they'd ask me how I track these people down, oh. and they'd sit there with pads writing everything down. Yeah. And, I, and at the beginning. I was getting really, really excited, um, but I was obviously a bit naive and a bit green. And then I found out that, that all journalists apparently know this: that, that when you when you write a book, uh, that all the TV production companies they email you or ring you up and they say, "Oh, we're going to make you famous, yeah. we'll put you on the telly," and, and they have a meeting and, and there's somebody there um, writing everything down, and then you never hear from them again. And then the next thing you know, somebody famous and better looking, more famous and better looking than yeah. you, is on the television doing your book. And that actually did happen. I'm not going to mention his name, no. but a very famous man actually did do uh, <laughs> my book it, it, with the same person. And then they had the cheek to contact me and phone me up and said, "Would you be a talking head <laughs> on, the, really? on this thing?" Yeah, yeah. That's outrageous. Yeah, I'm sure uh, you yeah. told them where to go. I told them where to go. Yeah, I said, "I'm saying," and because they, they kept, they were, they, they were amazed that I actually rejected the. Oh opportunity. yeah, because everyone wants to be on TV. To be on the telly, and I said no because I'm the fall guy here. You, you've got this famous guy who listeners and not will be his able to fault at all. No, not no, his no, fault no not his fault yeah. at all. No, yeah, the guy, uh, this famous TV um, guy who, who's meeting this, he's Lou Gentili, the guy who I kick off my book with. That was the, the thing they were doing. Yeah, who, who was basically going to be me meeting Lou, and Lou was going to do his like ghost hunting stuff, which it is was the, stuff the same, that the same kind the of narrative same they thing, followed, same narrative, same person, same everything. And they wanted me to be the talking head to to say they're going, oh, Lou's amazing, and I was like. No, no, because I know what my role's going to be here. Because the guy who did the show is a famous, like, sceptic scientist guy. Yeah. I'm the idiot. Yeah. You want me to come on there and say this guy's amazing. You yeah, know he's yeah, about yeah. ghosts. He's, he's a ghost hunter. The ghosts are real. And and then this famous guy is going to go, no, th this guy's an idiot. And I'm going to look like a fool. I, re I remember that, like actually saying to this producer on the, on the phone, saying, you've got to understand, I'm a young journalist. I'm nobody. If I'm on your Channel 4 TV show looking yeah. like an idiot, it's going to destroy yeah, my yeah, career. Yeah, and they were like, no. It, it, it was awful. And, you know, I said no, the thing happened. Uh, you know, I, I, I never actually had the... I d I've never actually watched the TV right. program itself, because it's just too... It's too the annoying. Thing I get, <laughs> and it's been a long time since I've... I've I had a big... I I'm spending most of my time at the moment, Will, buying back all the books, CDs, <laughs> records and DVDs that I chucked out about five, six years ago when we had kids, and I thought, I won't need any of this yeah. stuff, I'm buying it all back, yeah. and one of them was, was um, the, versus The Supernatural. So it's a long time since I've read it, it's, it, it, it's coming. Um, but the thing I get from that book and from Heretics, 
you put a lot of work into it. There's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 how long did it take you to write Supernatural? Uh, that's it. Well, they, they, I mean, both of them took me about, uh, eight, well, uh, Supernatural about 18 months and The Heretics about two years. Right. Yeah. Because they're very involved. It is, it, this is, a, this is a lazy phrase, but actually I mean it. You can go on a journey, man. <laughs> There's a journey in each yeah. book, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah. So I mean, you know, with, 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 the, with the, I mean, the ghost book was was very real. It was, you know, it, it was one of the first stories I ever did. I just got my first job at Lodi, just down the road from here, actually. Right. Uh, this was in the, about the year 2000, and and, and, I, and, I, and I found this amazing website of this guy, Lou Gentilly, who was a central heating engineer by day, and by night he was the demonologist. <laughs> and he'd go out, you know, I love it. Yeah. And I thought this is brilliant. This is hilarious. So and I, and I pitched the story to my editor at the time. And I said, it's going to be so funny. I'm going to go to Philadelphia. This guy's obviously an idiot. And I'm just going to make fun of him. You know, it's going to be like a, you know, you know the thing. Yeah, yeah. He's very, very cynical. Oh, yeah, and of I got the commission. Got yeah. And then I went to Philadelphia and he just completely freaked me out. Like, I, I, you know, everything he told me was going to happen, it all happened. Yeah. And I remember go, like, being, on the first night, being so scared that it actually lapsed into anger. And I became furious with myself that I put myself in this situation. And it, and it just, the whole thing just blew my mind. So that, that, that then, you know, I'm, you know, I was brought up a Catholic. I've always been like an atheist. So that experience um, completely freaked me out. And, you know, I go home and, and I went back and I sort of talked to people about it. And that sort of began the book because I thought, because if if what I experienced with Eugentilly is real, then that means that actually there might be some such thing as the uh, an afterlife, which means that like there might be god like it just sets off this snowball yeah, yeah, of, of like course. i'm neurotic by nature so it completely i, I picked that up yes, yes I, <laughs> yeah. I got that vibe so you do you so you know so that was the beginning of that journey and of course you know you end up finding you, you well i mean i won't give the book away but you end up finding out that a lot of the things you did experience you, you find out the reasons why and it continues in the heretics really you know like the whole idea about how everything that we experience is kind of a construction by the brain yeah that does explain a lot about why people who believe in ghosts see ghosts because yeah. everything that we see is put there by our brain and if you genuinely believe in ghosts and you put yourself in a scary situation you're going to see dark, a ghost to explain you're going to see a ghost because because something's going to happen and the brain's going to go oh yeah, it's just a ghost we'll get to <laughs> i want to get to that in a second all of the confabulation yeah. and all of that uh, so you 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 talk you just hinted at a world that was kind of i've done a little bit of writing but not yeah. not much and you hinted at a world that i don't think exists anymore right. where in you know 15 16 years ago you could get paid oh. to go abroad oh i know you know for, for a week or a weekend or a couple of weeks and follow ghost hunters around i know that world doesn't exist anymore does I it i know i know that was you no know, it doesn't and, it, and it's awful so you know i mean that was i mean I, I joined loaded magazine just at the point where it was all going wrong <laughs> but you know <laughs> basically i don't know if you remember Ian, in the in the mid to late 90s it was a good magazine yeah, and it was yeah, a good yeah, magazine was, was because great. they had talented writers going around the world being paid to go around i remember uh, one of the first issues i saw a guy called mick bunnage who's now famous as the modern toss he does the modern toss cartoons oh is that oh okay. yeah, well, that's, yeah, yeah yeah so he he was dr mick at loaded and they sent him to israel to find jesus's foreskin oh. that was his story it cost him a fortune that the month that i joined the magazine i think it was january 2000 and the editor at the time tim southwell complete lunatic genius had sent a writer called phil robinson around the world to find the meaning of life oh, and, it, and the story the one story cost us like ten thousand yeah. pounds or more and the cover he wanted to do a co the cover of the magazine just a big question mark and he yeah. said no it's got to be a, a, a lady in a bikini <laughs> uh, this was when things started going wrong right uh, and, and you know those were the days 10 yeah. grand that story cost and of course this idiot from loaded didn't get to find the meaning of life but now <laughs> now one of my big bugbears is news stories and actual newspapers will be someone looking at twitter oh. and seeing three people are angry about something there is a for i mean i was accused of being a racist because of something silly i said on a game show uh. and three people on twitter kicked off and it's just go and investigate a story but i suppose there's not 
no one's paying to do that. No, there is anymore. no money. There is no money, and and, and partly it's well, not partly. I mean, he's about that. It's due to the internet. Yeah, is is that you know um, uh, uh, otherwise intelligent editors and uh, people who are running the the media in the early nineties was were beguiled by the siren song of these Silicon Valley entrepreneurs yeah. who said information wants to be free. Yeah, you must give it away for free, and they went yes, yes, information wants to be free, and now we see a situation in you know like so I, I'm I'm freelance writer now. When I you know when I started in journalism in two thousand. Uh, you know, in the 1990s, journalists were paid about 30p a word to, 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 to write stories. Yeah. And today, in 2016, journalists are paid about 30p a word yeah. to do stories. Yeah. Like the, the, the money's static. There's no budget to do to, to go to actually That's do stories That's if they get anymore. paid. Of course, Huffington Post yes. and other things where yeah. it's, well, your work will be seen by thousands of people. Exposure. Exposure. I saw a yeah. tweet you did the other day about someone asking you to do a DVD extra. Yeah, for The Conjuring too, because, you know, one of a the, big film. I've got a big film. And one of the things um, yeah, uh, that I, I, I researched for... Um, Warstall versus the supernatural. And this is one of the lingering mysteries in my, in, you know, in my head. I've kind of got a journey into more scepticism, but this still freaks me out. Was the Enfield poltergeist? Yes, the Enfield haunting. And I try Lion Playfair was the guy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I read and, the book. Yeah, and Morris Gross, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Morris. So, so I interviewed Morris, and um, and he 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 put me in touch with Janet, and I got Janet. Who, Janet was the girl. Uh, who was she the kid? She was the kid, the twelve-year-old at the centre of the whole floating thing, around, floating and... around. Yeah, yeah. And I tracked her down, and, and, and you know, I got her first interview, like for God knows how long, and it, you know. So, and, and, and you know, and I kind of shed new light on the things that happened there, and so, so, so that was the first sort of proper investigative work that we've done on Enfield for a long, well, probably since the seventies when yeah. it happened. And now, of course, the Conjuring Two has come out, which is the Enfield haunting. And then I got an email the other day from uh, from, from the production team saying, "Oh, you know, we want you to come and do an interview with us about your investigation." Um, uh, you know, in the Enfield Haunting. And I, was, and I was like, so I googled, what's the country do? Oh, it's a big, massive Warner Brothers yeah, movie, yeah. it's huge. You know, so I went, oh, I'd love to do this, I'm very interested, love to talk about this. What's the fee? Oh, uh, we, uh, we, uh, we don't usually pay. And it's just like, I, I need to be paid, do you know what I mean? This is my job, I need to be paid. Yeah. And then, and then, oh, we'll get back to you, and of course, you, never, never, you never hear back. And it's it, 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 interesting know. to watch the DVD to see who did get that gig. <laughs> yeah, but it's that guy. Yeah, it's that yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. It, is, it, it is annoying, you know, um, particularly with something as big as Warner Brothers, when you think, come on, guys, there's millions of dollars going into this. Yeah. 500 quid for, you know, for yeah. a couple of hours or something. But that's it, you get these big, massive industries. And I think, you know, Silicon Valley, the, like, the tech industry, is, is far more guilty of this than the entertainment industry, to, to be fair. I mean, actually, I, I've made m more money from the ghost book on people buying the film rights right. than I did ever. Uh, you know, oh, really? In royalties, yeah, because people always think, "Oh, I, mean, I want to make this into a film," and, and a few people have tried. Nobody succeeded. Yeah. But I've, you know, I, you know, I've made two or three grand over the last ten years <laughs> of these little checks. Whereas for, for royalties, I get about twenty-five quid. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you make, make hardly anything. It's like sixty p a book or something. Um, but but it's, but Silicon Valley are far more guilty. You know, we, we've seen since you know since the beginning of the two thousands a huge uh, shift. Uh, you know, all the money has been taken away from music, and yeah. and you know, and from uh, and from journalism, and it's and it's all gone to Silicon Valley. I mean, the latest thing that they're doing is hosting news stories on Facebook, yeah. and, and now Facebook are t uh, making all the advertising money, and that's a big reason why the Guardian are suddenly in, uh, owing you know uh, millions, yeah. literally millions of pounds. And the, Gu the Guardian could go, and what a loss! You know, whatever your political beliefs are, what a loss that would be. To, to the world, if, if, if you know, loss. one of the yeah. only le kind of left-leaning newspapers we've got, yeah. 
goes. Independent you know, journalists as well. Yeah. The independent yeah. and, and quality journalism. Again, yeah. whatever you think of the politics, yeah. there is a strong chance that we're going to lose it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a real threat. And 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 the toxicity of this whole thing is kind of what you touched on when you said, oh, you know, in those days you could go to America for yeah. and do these amazing stories. So what happens is that because there's hardly because there's no money left, there's no budget to send people away. Yeah. The quality of the journalism yeah, goes yeah. down because we've got less and less time. So because I, my my income has been static for twenty years, effectively. I have to do more in less time, yeah. which means the quality goes down. Necessarily, the quality goes down because you're doing the same mm. in less time, just to just to keep yourself, you know, paying the mortgage. So, so then people start going, "Well, this is rubbish. This journalism's rubbish. Why should we pay for it? It's yeah. rubbish." And you yeah. and you want to go. It's not as good as it used to be, you know. I, I, I'll, I'll grant you that, but that's because you're not paying for it, yeah. and you get this awful, you know, you get this awful kind of sense of entitlement of people. They, 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 they you know, they. they they complain about it not being good enough, but they also don't expect to pay they for it. For they want it for free. They want they want radio for free, which you know they want TV. They want um, you know box sets. They want music, yeah. music, you know movies. It's all music. For free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before I was in journalism, I was in the music industry, and you know, and and, and back then. A, a, a CD was fifteen ninety nine. Yeah. Now, what is it? It's, I bought a, an album a couple of days ago. It was like seven pounds in the release. Do we sound like two old farts? <laughs> I, so I'm just worrying that the kids, you know, the, yeah, the sixteen year olds, are like, no, listen to yeah, those two old men. What yeah, are they talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe we do. Maybe we do. But you know, but but, but there is a problem. I mean, you know, in our in our day, yeah, yeah you right. know, in our day, like growing up, the idea was that you don't give money. You know, that everybody hated the music industry because because you were giving money to the man and, yeah, and yeah. the people that really need the money, the creatives, the artists yeah. who are making the thing. But now people. Are very happy to give money to the man but the yeah. man is not the record companies anymore the man is google the man is facebook the man is you know these are the big corporations yeah. but they've got this hippy dippy friendly cool, kind of faces, friendly faces yeah. but they're we're just like you they're, they're, they're sucking all the money away and and and, and so we're left uh, we're let left me talk about this right yeah, this yeah. is this book that will store the heretic the heretics i use it the heretics adventures with enemies of science this book blew my <laughs> tiny mind to the point where i read out huge chapters of it on on the radio just because oh. I, I was trying to explain i couldn't um give us a little bit of the background to this book okay so the book i mean it's almost it, it acts as kind of a sequel to the ghost book really yeah. so the ghost book is oh why do these people all believe in ghosts and this is quite an old book this is a couple of years yeah this is this is published in 2013 okay right yeah yeah so, so, so it's three years old uh, and so this is asking why do otherwise intelligent people believe crazy things mm. because when i was doing the ghost book one of the things that you'd find with the specifically the skeptical community is like oh people believe in ghosts because they're stupid yeah and yeah. that and that is not true like so you know the morris gross the enfield Ghost guy he's not a stupid man mm. you know so so i met lots of i mean i met some really stupid people as you know in the ghost book, but it also did meet some really bright people in the ghost book who believe in ghosts so so why do you know otherwise intelligent people believe crazy things and it begins with me in the middle of nowhere in some redneck town oh in God, australia with a creationist yeah who you know again an intelligent guy but you know sincerely believes that the old testament version of the bible is true i know you've been in trouble <laughs> talking about this before, yeah, so we've got to be yes. careful where we go yeah, but, you yeah. know but, but sincerely believed that you know that that, that if you're that gay people were going to go to hell was, told me that i was going to go to hell because i was w was a non-believer yeah uh, and and yet this was not a stupid man he was an eloquent man you know he was educated man and he he believed in the, in the literal truth of the bible so it's like, this also, is a mystery. You get to speak to all the people that were were there, like young, you know, twenty somethings who would normally you would expect to be quite liberal in their beliefs. <laughs> yes. You know, although you know, thinking that being gay is okay is not necessarily a liberal thing. It should, but they're all no, no, no. He's right. Yeah, they're all homosexuals yeah. are sinners. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I thought at least I get some like teenagers going, oh no, but my parents are dragging yeah. me here. It's, it's mental, isn't it? Please, we're not all like this. But they're like, yeah. 
why don't you believe that yeah you know and i was like oh my god it was a real yeah so 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 so, so, so that to me is a real mystery because you know there, are, there have been books written before about oh you know people who b- don't believe in science and the, and the tone is generally these people are idiots and they're not idiots what's interesting uh, in, in both your books is um that you end up questioning yourself yeah. and what you believe to be true and wh- there's the bit when you're hanging out with the skeptics with a k <laughs> and yeah. you're kind of you just sort of and i'm putting words into your mouth a bit but you're sort of saying i should be on the side of these people but i don't know if i am on the side of these yeah. people yeah that's right yeah so 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 i i, I first sort of came across the skeptics um with, with, with a capital s uh in a, in a kind of weird conference in um uh manchester and, and what they were doing was all these skeptics they hate homeo- homeopathy yeah like to the, to the to a crazy degree they really hate homeopathy yeah. people who use homeopathic medicine they get really angry really angry about yeah, it they do they're having a whole conference about it and, and the highlight of this conference was they're going to have a live broadcast from, from james randy who's their big hero james randy's like their their richard dawkins kind of guy. and richard dawkins as you know is, is, a, is a supporter of james randy so they all love james randy uh, and and, and and they were all going to do the homeopathic overdose. They were going to get these homeopathic pills. They're going to take the whole. They were going to take the whole thing, the whole packet of pills. These guys are crazy. And they weren't going to die. And that's yeah. going to prove. To, you know, it's like oh my god. And 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 the first thing was, uh, why why do you care? Like I mm. I don't. I went through a phase of what you know when I was eighteen, nineteen, or even when I was at school when I was doing RE at my Catholic school. I didn't believe in God, and I was angry about it. Yeah, I was like, "Sod you, mum and dad!" How, you know, and you get really angry about it. But then you grow up, and you just think, "I'll oh, sod it." Yeah, you know, whatever. So if they're not hurting anyone, exactly, then let them get on let with it. If they want to go to Boots and and take something, in, and also you know, this placebo effect is a real thing. Yeah, and what homeopathy is is a very elaborate placebo theatre. There were all these, you know, it, 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 there are all these ways it, it makes you feel. You know, it's been proven that that new has more effect than the boots own even though it's chemically the same because people feel like it's going to have yeah. more effect you know placebo is a real thing and, and homeopathy is very elaborate placebo theatre so it will help with things like headaches and pain because you know it'll make you feel better so what who cares about this but they they, they were so angry about yeah. it and that made me think this is something more than this going on there this is more than just uh, you know we were on this th- they believe they're on a righteous mission to save the world from I don't know what people <laughs> being I, ripped off for too quick well, from boots well part of their argument I suppose is people being ripped off but also they consider they consider it to be a, a danger i had a run-in with I, uh, when i was at the bbc i did a phone-in on homeopathy and we had um someone on who was really pro homeopathy and someone on who was really anti it and i don't believe in it you know but and i was kind of erring on that side both sides were really pissed off with what i'd said and i was getting attacked from both <laughs> sides on twitter and email yeah from people saying, oh, I was, I, I was too anti, I was too pro. People like S- uh, Simon Singh, isn't it? I think. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. He, he, I interviewed he, him in, in the book, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and he was, I was being attacked from loads of people on Twitter. And then Simon sent me this really long email explaining why homeopathy is wrong and, and why it's dangerous and all of this stuff. And I replied, okay, I, I appreciate your email, thank you. And he replied, look, why don't I take you out for lunch one day and go through it with you? And I went, I'm, I'm going to be honest, Simon, <laughs> it was a phone-in on a radio show I did last week. Yeah. Was, I'm done with it. It's, yeah. It doesn't affect my life that much. And he said, yeah. well, I'm very disappointed in your attitude. Yeah. But both sides were really 
yeah. angry about that's it. That's it, and, that, and that's the weird thing. That's what I just do not understand. And actually, there's a guy in the book who who, was the, who organized this conference. He's a nice guy. Mar- I think his name is Michael Marshall. And, and just by coincidence, I don't follow him on Twitter because you know we, we, he's a nice guy, but I just don't. I, you know, and, but there's somebody retweeted something into his ti- into my timeline just yeah. a few days ago, and he was still banging on about homeopathy. I thought, Mike, are you still banging on about <laughs> homeopathy? Does yeah. it really matter that much? But to me, that's an indicator that there's something more going on there. And actually, later in the book, I, I interview a very smart guy. Um, Jonathan Haidt, Professor Jonathan Haidt, who's written a brilliant book called The Happiness Hypothesis, which I really recommend. It's where I first read about confabulation, which I know you want to talk about in yeah. a minute. And, you know, and, and I interviewed him for the book, and he said, if you want to spot irrationality, look for the emotionality. Look, what, what, look for what people feel passionate about, mm. for the things they're getting angry about, because the more emotional you feel about something the less you're able to be rational about it yeah you know that it's a sign that, that it's that it's that it's a core part of your identity that it's that it's really touching those parts of you that are irrational and, and, and you know and there's that thing where y- y- you have this idea that if, if you're if you're irrational about something you can kind of learn your way back to the truth but you can't because the very thing that's supposed to be on that journey of learning is the thing that's become mm. almost like corrupted your entire world has become corrupted and that's really interesting you know especially in this in the kind of twitter age you know when it's constant anger constant outrage yeah. in the kind of buzzfeed age where where it's lots of clickbait lots of you know uh, people getting really angry five reasons why you should hate this exactly yeah yeah I, 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 and 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 that has been a guiding kind of flag of sanity for me this idea that the more angry people are the less you can trust them yeah so you know i know that richard dawkins is an incredibly clever guy i know that he's that he's the, the selfish gene amazing what a genius but i also know that he cannot be trusted to talk about things like religion and, and, and the yeah. dangers of religion because he's so angry about it and as soon as you see that anger that th- you, you can't trust them and that's true that's true as as true for richard dawkins as it is true for you know someone like david ike who yeah. was just saying threw, threw me out of his house you, you, once you I asked him about the lizards. I know. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still will play. Now, <laughs> confabulation. Yes. I was. Tr- I spent twenty minutes the other night trying to explain it. it. Can can you explain it? Because this is one of the things that blew my mind. Yeah. Okay. So so it's really complicated. Yeah. I know. Okay. <laughs> so I will do my best. I can do my best. Okay. So so i think the easiest way to explain it is if you imagine you know what is what is the experience of being human what is it like to be in a head mm. uh, to have a self well you've got two parts of your brain there's the majority of your brain which is emotional it's just the emotions the things that you're feeling so at any at any given point you're feeling things most of them are very subtle some of them are big things but you're just feeling things that's your unconscious mind that's most of your mind and then you've also got a voice, a little voice in your head that's constantly narrating everything. It's narrating the emotions. Oh, I feel really hungry. Oh, I hate that person. Oh, I feel excited mm. because this is going on. So that's that's the, that's that's what it's like to be human. So confabulation is this idea that that voice is explaining everything that you're doing, uh, telling you, you know, oh, I've just got out of uh, got into the kitchen because I want a drink. Oh, I hate this person because they're a homeopath or whatever. Has no access the rest of your brain it's making it all up Mm. and so there were these amazing experiments um, that kind of demonstrated this that were done in the 1960s by a guy called professor michael gazaniga and his um and his colleague um i think is robert sperry or robin sperry and so they took advantage of of these people who have got split brains so what that is 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 that that there are people who suffer from epileptic fits that are really bad they're called grand mal seizures and they're very dangerous and and what happens is there's some electrical disturbance starts in one part of the brain and it spreads to the entire brain and once it's done that once you're in grand the grand mal area you're in trouble yeah. so so there was an idea how are we going to stop 
people experiencing these seizures. And someone came up with this completely insane idea. What I know. What about if we cut their brains in half? Like we, you know, we sever all the wiring. The old days. Yeah. Are brilliant, <laughs> know, yeah. yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah, here's, so, here's a big budget. Go and do it. So everyone knows that there's two hemispheres of the yeah. brain. There's two halves of the brain, and they're connected with all this wiring. So they just cut it. They just cut it. And the amazing thing was, it worked. The grand mal seizure stopped. And apparently, these people had there was no ill effects That's with these people. Incredible. They just carried on as normal, perfectly fine, so it worked. But then, you know, Gazanigra and Sperry had this idea. I know, because they knew that most of the speech and language generating stuff is in the left brain. And in the right brain, there is no speech and language generating stuff. It's mm. kind of silent. So why don't we... We can we can experiment on these split brain people. They're not crazy, they're not mad, they're just like you and me, but they've got split brains. So what they did was they found a way of... I mean, everybody... I mean, I think most people know that one half of the brain controls the other half of yep. the body. So, so if you find a way of showing a sign saying, get up and walk to one eye in a certain way, it will only go to one half of the brain. Yeah. And then, because there, there's, in a normal brain, it will go, if, you, if you showed something to one eye, it would go into one half of the brain, but then it would spread because the wiring is yeah. there. But in these people, it got stuck and there was no wiring. So they showed these signs to the one eye in a certain specific way, um, uh, saying, just, just say it said, um, point to the hat. And, um, no, that was one of the, was one of the actual, right. that was one of the experiments. They said, that, so, that, so they showed them a picture of a hat. And, um, so, you know, they've seen the picture of that with one eye, it goes into the right half of the brain, but because the right half of the brain has no speech-generating mechanism, has not any language, th 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 there was nothing in their brain that could say hat, you've just seen a hat. Yeah. So they didn't know. So the hat was in the brain, so you speak, you say, you say to the person, what have you just seen? And the person says, nothing, I haven't seen anything. <laughs> but as they're saying it. that, yeah. their left hand is pointing at the hat. Isn't that incredible? And the person's going, huh? What's my bloody hand doing? You know what I mean? So it's, it's really crazy. And they did loads of these experiments. They did, they did an experiment where they, where they, where they said walk, and, they, and the person got up and walked, and said, why, have you, why are you walking? Why are you, why are you walking to the kitchen? Oh, because I'm thirsty. And that's confabulation, no yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so the only thing that's different about these people is that their brains are split. So we all do this. So we, so, so we all are just behaving. We're acting. We're just zombies behaving and doing stuff in the world. And we only feel like we have control over our behaviour because we've got this voice. And that voice is making it all Makes up. Makes it up. It's just guessing i mean you might be right about some of it but it might just as easily be wrong and it's weird so it, it suggests it's weird. Yeah. It mildly it well. suggests we have no free will it suggests yeah. that we have no idea why we feel what we feel no idea why we believe what we, we what we believe you know so we, we, we are completely emotional now you know there, there is debate in the scientific community about whether we have no free will at all or just a bit of free will under certain circumstances. That's it. The same thing <laughs> is happening to me as was happening when I read this book. I stop, I can't see prop. Everything's going to be blurry. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, it's, it's literally, my mind is being blown. Yeah. There's no such thing as colour. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this is so this is this is another completely mental idea. Uh, but it's true. I mean, it, I mean, it's very easy to demonstrate that it's true. If you, you know, so we, we, our brains give us this illusion that we are looking out into the world. Yep. So we're inside our head and we're looking out into the world. And basically, what are our eyes? They're like windows. We're looking out of them. Yeah. But of course, information only goes into the eye. So actually what's happening is we're stuck inside our brains. Information is going in, like electrical pulses are hitting the eye and it's being translated into, uncomfortable as you're into the world. So, yeah. so we are stuck in our heads. It looks like we're looking out, but everything that you're seeing right now is inside your head. You're stuck. You can't, you have no direct yeah. access to the outside world. It's complete fantasy. It's complete illusion. Like if you hold out your arm and look at your thumbnail, yeah, oh no, that tiny yes. bit of thumbnail, that's all you can see in colour. It's all you can see in high definition. Everything around that is black and white and out of focus. 
it's sensitive to change so uh, so what happens is uh, you know so, so so everything around that dot your brain's just putting it there it's just guessing yeah. oh yeah i, I know right, roughly what this around is incredibly yeah, fast yeah. So, so 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 when it detects this some change or something in there that it's not expecting it sends your eye out to investigate it that tiny little speck yeah. it's the fastest movement in the human body it's called a saccade we do four to five a second and if you imagine your pupils just constantly moving yeah. tiny little like twitching like that and and your brain edits that movement out of your vision so because it doesn't want you to know that it's doing it so we feel like the eye is still but it's not it's constantly just do- and one of the things about. you mentioned as well is that um that that, that, that some people believe that there is a gap between what we actually see happening and what our bra- our eyes yeah. brain see of, of yeah. maybe up to half a second and it's the brain filling the gap so you yeah. see a ball coming towards yeah. you your brain i is mean the, 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 the awful thing is i mean when i was doing this book i, I, I was like you was like well so, I mean, this must be like fringe stuff like it must be about four mad scientists to believe this stuff but then no this is not this is it, this yeah. is it. like it's not it's widely accepted you, you know it's pretty much consensus because it's, it's it's obvious so 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 the so the information is coming into the brain and the brain is um turning that into a, a into this big illusion this mm. theater uh, that we exist in and of course that takes time it takes time to do that you know it's not instantaneous it, you know, um, the, the, i read something recently where it, they, they, they think now that the brain constructs our reality in two and a half second little chunks because because what they do is they put they, they, they experiment people and they and they they give people um i think they, they watch bits of a film and um they, they they change the order of like the speech they they muck about with the order of things happening and and if it's if it's less than two and a half seconds um they don't notice because the brain is just correcting everything as it yeah. goes along because it's making the illusion so 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 so, so yeah you know, so so the brain it takes the brain a bit of time to process this reality which means we're all we're all living in the past is that right? We're living in the past, yeah. Because yeah. because it, so, so so that means it's got to do things like if someone throws a ball at you, you've got to know where the ball is right now in order to catch it. So it moves the ball a little bit just so you can catch it. So so your brain is constantly constructing reality. I, sh- I should just say for anyone who's listening, the, 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 this last couple of minutes of conversation may make it sound like the book is quite dry <laughs> and quite sciencey, and it's not at all. I w- really want to get that across. Yeah. It's it's um, the heretics is it's witty, it's humorous. It's bleak as well. The bit when you go, and I can't remember the gentleman's name, to, um, the, with the Holocaust denial. Oh, the David Irving. David Irving. It's, I could have read a whole book on that. It's <laughs> such an uncomfortable, oh. I, I, I don't think I'm doing you a disservice by saying you're kind of a sort of liberal, lefty kind of person. Oh yeah, you've got me. I got you, I'll <laughs> you. You can't hide from me. And you are having to hang out for a week with, with Nazis and fascists who mm. think that Hitler was, was right. And well, Hitler was a friend of the Jews, that's it, what David that was Irving, it. yeah. And, um, the, 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 you know, the Holocaust was, was grossly exaggerated if it happened at all. <laughs> yes. And it's, you, you kind of write that chapter in a diary form. It's horrible. Because you you hate it. you physically oh, can't yeah. bear being yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, most of the time when you go on stories, even if it's un- undercover, you're there for two or three days, and I was there for like eight days, like with, um, yeah, with with with, all, uh, with 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 David Irving and a lot of his followers, many of whom were. Well, Nazis, you yeah. know, like they, they literally had... At pe- the least, they're the incredibly least, racist. Yeah, at the least, they're incredibly racist. But, 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 but seriously, I mean, there was... What, like, so, so the, the, big, the big, you know, the big climax of the holiday with David the, Irving the was... The holiday. Was, yeah, yeah and it was. The, these people have paid a lot of money to go on holiday with David Irving around these uh, Second World War kind of historical sites and to hear his version of oh. what actually happened here. Um, it's quite extraordinary. So I was hanging out in, you know, um, the, the Hitler bunker with David Irving and all these people. But like, on the last night, there was a screening of Downfall, which, I, you know, as you know, is the... Is the very very good german yeah. very realistic um story of the last days of the, of, uh, of the hitler and hitler bunker and there was a guy there 
who bowed out and said, I can't watch it because it was too upsetting because my dad was there. Aye, aye. Yeah, 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 yeah. And these people are just incredibly, like, beyond, like, you think, you know, when, I, you know, I was brought up in Tunbridge Wells. I, you know, went to a comprehensive school. I was very, I've been shielded. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a white guy. I, I've never really experienced this stuff. You know, we talk about the models. I, I mean, my model of the world, everyone kind of just loves yeah, yeah. each other. I've never really been exposed to this before. But it was kind of beyond, it was kind of beyond what I thought was possible with racism. It was, it was kind of the things they were saying. I mean, some of them and in the so book. And so flippant. Just completely, so flippant yes, yes, What they're yeah, throwing out at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. There's a bit yeah. where you almost get busted as well as being an, an undercover writer. <laughs> you're, write, you're writing notes in the, the, the margins of your book or something and the guy goes, let's have a look at that. Yeah. Oh, let me finish the chapter. Uh, now go on, let's have a look. What are you reading? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm writing down all their racist jokes and racist comments in the margin of my book and I, it was terrifying because, you know, like, and there was one guy that I'm sure had my number because he kept saying things like, I knew there was a reason I, did, I didn't trust you and things like this. It was, it was really sinister. And of course, I, I was in the middle of, I don't know, where are we? in Poland with eight with 12 neo-nazis yeah. i mean it was it was quite scary and i had to pretend for uh you know for eight days that i was totally racist and it, and it was uncomfortable we were, we were in um you know we were in we were, we were, we were in the base of this hotel and there was a there, there, there was a german family having dinner you know elderly family and one of the guys gets youtube out he's drunk starts playing all these hitler speeches and like talking along and singing the, it's something called the, i think it's called the horse vessel song which is some <sighs> Nazi, I don't know what it is, but singing along and clapping along, and of course these Germans know what that song. It was just awful. It was really <laughs> awful. In, in, in the gas chamber, I think it was. It's certainly the, the, the concentration camp where David Irving is talking to the schoolgirls. Oh uh, my god, that was the worst. So we went. It was, it's called Majdanek, and it's you know it's a concentration camp. You can visit it. It's awful. You know, like we were walking past all these observation towers, and uh, I think it was David Irving walked past. There's the box office. You know, like j joking about uh, all this stuff, and actually we were actually in the gas chamber and there was a group of i think there were russian schoolgirls. you know they'd be given a tour they were all crying it was pretty bad and they were just he started barracking them you've got to be very suspicious about what you see here these are not airtight doors these are standard air raid blast doors this is not you know like it was just like oh god and i had this weird moment you know as i said i, I you know I, i've never believed it i was brought up catholic i was an altar boy i've never believed in god i always thought it was mad but i did something really weird you know i i actually left the gas chamber mm. I was so disturbed and I, I crossed myself and I prayed. I wow. was so disturbed by this thing. It was like I had to kind of Got cleanse clean. myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was awful. It was awful, awful, awful. And of course, the, you know, the, the, the great irony of the whole thing was that the, the day after I returned from my uh, fascist holiday. I was marrying my mixed race <laughs> oh, girlfriend. They ask about your girlfriend. Yeah. Can I see a picture? Um, uh, no, yeah, I haven't got no. one. No, like you haven't. How got do it? you do that? Because yeah. in that chapter, is, you, you can, you're, you're, you know, how uncomfortable you are comes across. How did you manage to to do that for eight days? I was we're kind of with difficulty, you know. You know, it, have you spoken difficulty. to any of them since? Have yeah. you kind of come out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. So the first thing that happened was because when I, you know, when I bought the bought the tickets and everything, of course, I, I didn't give. The, I was very careful not to give them my address. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then after we got married, I got uh, sent to my house, my home address, so like a congratulations card from a. Uh, I think it was from. I can't remember. It was from, from somebody in the party. Um. Uh, so so so. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 but yeah, so, sorry, ramifications. So, so what happened was, um, then the Sunday Times magazine ran an excerpt from that David chapter, uh, David Irving uh, chapter in the magazine. You know, I mean, I think it's like 10,000 words in the book, but it was just 2,000 words, yeah. like a very short version. And um, on the basis of that, one of the guys in, in, in the book, because, you know, that, what I wanted to do with the book was, was to not jump to these stereotypes. And actually in the book, 
one of the things that that, that sort of I was nervous about putting in the book because what happened was at the beginning of the tour I'm, I, I, I I've arranged with David Irving I'm going to interview you and give me interview time because it's you know I'm writing this book I didn't tell him exactly <laughs> what the book was but but he agreed to do it and then you know a bit like with David Icke I went a bit too far yeah and he got angry and he stormed out so I'm panicking because I haven't got enough stuff and I'm telling the other guys I said I'm writing a book about psychology <laughs> 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 right and uh, you know i want to interview um david but he's not giving me time and then and then so at the end of every day um he's giving these little these lectures to the tour group as part of the deal with the tour package and then i find out one of these guys i forget his name unfortunately but he, i think his name was mark he comes up to me and said oh d- by the way we've all agreed we're going to ask david questions <laughs> um questions for you that'd be helpful for your book and i thought god that's really nice yeah like and in that moment i that Nazi, he was like, and he was the guy with a tattoo on his arm of this, like the German Panzer division. It wasn't a swastika, but it might as well have been. You know what but I mean? He was doing something human. Yeah, he was and helping. Helpful. Yeah, he was really nice. And then, so when he read that excerpt in the book, he, you know, the, I think the book wasn't even out yet, but he went on Amazon, jumped on Amazon, gave it one out of one out of five. Gave you a bad review. Gave you a bad review. <laughs> and, 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 and I can't remember how the reviewers were, but it was because I don't look at Amazon because it's too upsetting when you see the when you see the slag offs. But like, but he wrote this review where he was going, "Remember the good times, you know, kind of remember the time, Will. I feel betrayed." You know, we were walking down the oh, lake, da, 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 and I thought, oh, God. But when the book came out, and he read the book, and he read that I actually had put in the book that I liked this guy who was helping me out, he gave, he changed it to three out of five. <laughs> so, you know, I thought, <laughs> well, you know, but that's it. That's what I'm trying to get across with the book. We label people. Yes, yes they were Nazis. Yes. Yes, you know, of course, if we look at it in that mor- in that, from that moral sphere, these are evil people. But... Yeah. They think they're right. And a lot of the people on that Nazi holiday had parents who were Nazis. They had parents that fought for mm. the Nazi party in the Second World War. And, my, my, you know, what I got from that trip was that, you know, yes, you know, I can't say it enough times in case I get into trouble. They believe terrible, terrible things. Yeah. But, under, uh, but ultimately, they've made a mistake. Mm. They're not evil. They, they haven't come from hell to, to weave disaster and, you know, horror. They, they're not cartoon characters. They're people who have made a mistake. Mm. And they've made that mistake because they love their mum and dad. They mm. love their mum and dad, but they've been born into... And so all their experiences tell them that their mum and dad are wonderful, lovely, amazing people. But they've been born into a world where Nazi is a synonym for evil. Mm. And, they, and they can't cope with it. They don't want to believe that. So they're expending all of this psychological effort trying to rewrite history to in the in the kind of defense of the honor of their mm. mum and dad i mean that guy who couldn't be the film with dad for he wasn't the only one there were lots of people there and, and this guy mark um he was american but he, you know first generation immigrant parents fought in the second world war for the germans mm. so they're kind of on a mission of love uh, on behalf of their parents of course say it again you know they believe evil things horrible things yeah. you know they're, they're not a force for good in the world but in, in but their head they've they made are, a mistake yeah and in right. their head they are they yeah. are right that is the yes. narrative that has got That's them so, in yeah. the way that we think we are right being liberal lefties you yes. know and tories think they are right you yeah. know the, the, yeah. the kind of the, the, we, we, i could talk to you forever we should come to an end in a bit okay. um but it, it it, the book, the, one of the messages of the book seems to be that it's very difficult for people to change yeah. their, their points of view. Because it is. I will always think I'm right. You know, uh, uh, David Cameron will always think he's right. Yeah. You know, th- we will always think we're right. Yeah. With a little room for shift, maybe. Well, with a little room for shift. I mean, so the so, 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 I mean, that is the conclusion of the book, really. You know, it's very, very hard to change your beliefs. And the more emotional you are about your beliefs, the harder it is to change. Yeah. That's that's the red flag. So it's perfectly possible if you don't care about climate change to read one thing on climate change, read the other thing on climate change, and come to a rational decision. But th- but if you feel 
angry about it yeah. uh, in any in any direction you cannot be trusted to come to uh, to to, uh, to, to, a, to a rational conclusion about that thing and that's why these homeopathic people who are crazy about it they're not to be trusted it's the anger that's the red flag never trust angry people and since you know since writing that book i i i i, I have far less faith in my own yeah beliefs now like i would like before i, I would have been quite happy to have gone on uh, and pitched a comment is free on the guardian and written a big rant about something but i won't now anymore i won't because you know to do a good job of that you've got to be angry to be you know to be to be a good talk radio dj you know in, 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 in those certain shows you've got to be angry about yeah, things yeah, yeah definitely you yeah, know and, and, and that, those angry people are the last people you should be listening yeah. to so 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 that's it and, and actually sort of the, the book i'm working at the moment is about i was going to say what are you up what are you are you doing a, i know you've written a fiction book yeah, i've written a, written a novel yeah how's, yeah, yeah. how's that gone yeah good i mean you know it's uh you know it's my it's my first novel you know yeah i'm novel, very, very it's proud of it okay it's called the hunger and the howling achillean loan so it's a, it's a sort of grown-up fairy tale it's sort of literally nothing to do with this at yeah. all but but you know i'm very bad and the next book is coming out um uh in spring next year it's called selfie and it's about it's about the self and it's about how it's about it's the story of how we've how our culture has arrived at the place that we're at oh man when it comes out you, you have an open invitation oh, thank come you on. Oh, seriously <laughs> honestly I, I i think you're so good uh, it, it sounds like we've given we haven't th there is still so much more oh. in this book we've not even talked about james randy maybe we'll do oh. it another day <laughs> uh, the, the book is the heretics adventures with the enemies of science this is this is an old library copy actually which, but um i i did pay for it um <laughs> I love it. Good. I love it, and it's a book Thank I'm going to go back to again. And th and there are just chapters I just had to reread it because I thought I this, I've just read this and it's not gone in properly. Okay, because it's 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 so fantastic what you're saying oh. in it. It's so brilliant. Um, it's so you're nice very to meet kind. you as well. No, great to meet you. And too. we'll speak to you in the spring when the new book comes out. Hooray! Thank, Thank you, you Will. Cheers. Talk radio, and we're live again. Uh, we'll take calls straight to air after midnight. The, the book uh, is uh, um, that you should all buy is Will Store: The Heretics' Adventures with the Enemies of Science. He's a fantastic bloke. We'll get him in again any time he wants to come in. We'll uh, we'll have him in. We uh, talked for a long time about James Randi after that. Boy, oh boy. Uh, we'll take calls straight to air after the news. Don't call in just yet. I shall tell you when. I'm in Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'm so glad that I got her to think of. She's fine as any Valentine. I think about her all the time. Cross my heart and hope to die. She sends me silly messages and pictures. Directing traffic in the mall Or posing with some brand new shoes She never fails to surprise She makes me
recorded the best video of my four-year-old um, kind of, sort of, miming along to that in the back of the car. He was getting really into it. He's giving it all this. He's giving it all this. He's got an excellent sense of humour. Uh, unlike his father. Right. Uh, last hour of the show. We're live. It's five minutes past twelve. Um, it's calls straight to air for the last hour of the show. If you want to uh, give us a call, the way it works is... Um, I sit here and, um, uh, I say kind of go through the papers. There ain't nothing in the papers, guys. There ain't nothing in the papers. So what would be ideal is if you all call me up now. Mm. A uh, little bit different to the rest of the show. You dial 0844-499-1000 and you come straight to us. Seven pence a minute plus access charge significantly more from some mobiles. Not from all. I don't know. You'll have to do the research yourself, guys. Okay, I can't do all of the uh, thinking for you. That would be ridiculous. Um, and uh, the show has taken its first casualty. What are we now? Month seven or something? I don't know. Uh, the first casualty, Alan Caddick has fallen on his um, slightly bitter sword. Uh, it's a bit, it's slightly bitter. Alan, um, uh, uh, upset that he has not been first caller for the last week or so and has decided not to call in anymore he's it's his football he's picked it up he's run away with it as he's running away he's turning around flicking us the v's and just as we're lobbing um, a, a can of uh, uh, an empty can of pepsi at his head he manages to go in and, and into his house and shut the front door so he's he is dead to us what he doesn't realize is i've got my own football and i'm gonna be um kicking that around so um you know these 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 things happen the the the, the show is is bigger than everybody including me you know the 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 show will continue without me when i'm um dead and gone uh and i thought i oh, wait four 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 nine nine one thousand i thought i was going to die today on that bloody cable car have you been in a, uh, in the cable car in london it's bleak man it's terrifying. It's very high up. It makes weird noises. It's much higher than I expected. Thank God I had... Someone's posted the video on YouTube. Yeah. Thank God I had the carriage to myself. There was one bit when I thought some people would get on the carriage with me. I'm thinking, why... Why? No, get, there's no one here. It's empty, man. Get, get, get on the one behind me. And luckily, for them, they did, because I would have been swearing just as much as if they'd been in there, maybe even more. Maybe even more. 0844 499 uh, 1000. Um, let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. Hi, Ian. It's Jonathan, hey. uh, the other Jonathan. Hello, other Jonathan. Hey, uh, so I've got three points. Um, first of all, that interview was really, really interesting. Uh, I actually uh, work at The Guardian, so a lot of the uh, comments about uh, the future of journalism and all that really sort of rang home. And also, just the, the whole interview was really, really interesting. I, I might actually buy that book. It's, it's, the, the, um, d- journalism is, is, um, is dead, isn't it? it? The money in it is kind of dead. Like, there's no money from advertising anymore. So, The Guardian, anyway, is focusing on consumers, membership, money from people rather than advertisers, because... But that doesn't work. That uh, doesn't work. The the Telegraph were behind a paywall for a while, and I think they've got rid of the paywall, haven't they? It wouldn't be a paywall as such. It's more sort of just member focused activities i don't know it isn't gonna work but it isn't gonna work because everybody wants everything for free particularly their news now i haven't bought a newspaper in years primarily because um that's true i I, I buy a newspaper at the weekend occasionally but primarily because i work in places uh, where there are loads of newspapers so 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 but because of things like the huffington post everybody wants it for free 
Yeah, it's not sustainable going forwards, and uh, if it leads to a decline in journalism, that will be a decline across the world. It, but the decline is the cl- really. decline has already happened. You know, no one's investigating the VIP um, uh, scandal, paedophile scandal. Instead, what people are doing is they're going on Twitter and they're seeing someone's upset with something in Big Brother, and they're making that into a news story. Yeah, it's not great, but obviously there are legal issues involved with that. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's. Uh, for people that work in the media as well, it's kind of like, do we really want to report this? Is there nothing else? But yeah. Oh no, um, I get it, I get it. But I do, I do think there are some people that that, that, that relish those ridiculous uh, stories. Um, but yeah, you're right. And I, I, you know, I, I, when we were at BBC Local Radio, I, when I kind of got there, there were loads of reporters who were going, "I'm working on a really good story. It'll take a couple of weeks, but it involves corruption in the local council." Or stuff. Like and about a year into my tenure there, I noticed that they were getting rid of these people one by one. Until by the end, they were. This is this. This did my nut in. I know it did cast nut in as well. They were coming up with stories that would get likes or shares on Facebook. And they were getting all the stories from local newspapers, and it was like, well, yeah, okay, why, wh- wh- where are the real, where are the journalists getting the stories? And one by one, they'd all been moved out, moved on, put somewhere else, and taken off researching and making their own news stories. And all the stories we did were uh, were, were nicked from local papers um, or nicked from offline. That was it. That was it. That was the BBC doing that. Yeah, it's it's really not great. Um, it's just kind of sad. The, the money just isn't there. That's that's the uh, the end of it, really. Um, so two other points. Uh, first of all, congratulations for surviving uh, the cable car. Flipping it, man. That was uh, horrible. It was one of the funniest videos. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I bet you're the kind of pervert that gets their thrills from watching uh, amateur pornography or snuff movies. No, it was when the door is shut on the way back round. That's when I, I started laughing hysterically in the office. Oh, it was... I did, um, there should have been someone to tell me to get off. I didn't... I thought it was going to stop so that it would... Um, it would... It would. I'd be able to get off and it didn't. And then I thought there was no one there and I thought someone's going to tell me I can get off in a minute. And they didn't. And then just I'm about to get off, the door shuts and you go round again! Oh, <laughs> uh, it was... It was... It was um, horrible. Yeah. It, it sounded terrible. I mean, I've been on it. It was just kind of relaxing. I guess it depends on your experiences. Yes, it, it, um, it depends on you. Know, eight quid to cack my pants. Here's a riff off. It, well, you know, I mean, flipping it, it was expe- and I genuinely, I got motion sickness. The most terrifying, oh wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand, by the way, the most terrifying experience I've ever had it, up high was when my wife and I went to um, uh, Osaka. We went to Osaka. And I read it in Japan. And I read in the guidebook there was like a sort of fun fair nearby, right, with one of the, with, with I think, the biggest Ferris wheel. They still call them Ferris wheels, the biggest Ferris wheel in Japan. I went, right, we'll have some of that. And we got there. And, yeah, there was a fun fair, but there was nobody there. It was off-season, and it was empty, right? But we saw this Ferris wheel. And I went, well, we might as well go on the Ferris wheel, right? We were literally... The only people on it, it was flipping terrifying. It was, it was, it was, it was massive, right? And it wasn't like the, the eye where you're in these pods that are safe. It was swinging back and forth and it was windy. And I said, because you, you do get perverts in Japan. You like the fella who buried that woman in the bath with sand, right? I was thinking, we're going to get killed, right? No one's going to know. 
They're going to find two dead English people. The, the, the thing's going to fall off. They're going to find two dead English people. They'll get rid of the bodies. It didn't happen, but but still, I'm suspicious of, of that country. Anyway, yes. Okay, the, uh, the final point is, uh, I saw the guy that plays Max Browning from EastEnders on the train today. Now, I don't watch EastEnders. Oh, yeah. I just kind of recognised him, but I kind of felt like it was some kind of moment of significance, like I should do something. And I don't know why, maybe it's just me, where you get that feeling where you're like, I recognise them, I should say something. But then you're like, should I know? And I, I was just wondering if you've ever been in that situation. Well, where I've seen Max, Ma- Max Branning on a train. I guess anyone you would recognise from TV. Uh, and guess more broadly how people sort of handle it. Because obviously I tweeted about it. But then I realised, why am I well, even tweeting about I can it? T- I, I like can I tell you think. what happens, because I am that person. Yeah, I was going to say. I am Max Branning. i tell you what happens. <laughs> people will either... Um, I've got an excellent peripheral vision, right? And so when people are pointing yeah. at me, trying to work out... What they do now, because I've not been on TV for a while, is they try and work out where they know me from, right? So quite often they'll nudge their mates and go, who's that? Who's that? I recognise <laughs> that. And then sometimes they'll come over to me and um, sometimes they'll talk to me because they think they know me from school because they recognise me and their brain hasn't made the connection is because I'm on the telly. They think so. They talk about school. Sometimes... They will come over and they will ask for an autograph. But what they want is they want me to write my name down so then then they know who I am. And I go, all right, I, sometimes, if I'm feeling um, um, naughty, I'll say, all right, yeah, sure, sure, I'll, I'll sign this if you can tell me one programme I've been in. And they go, um, um, oh, you were in that? Oh, I said, you don't know who I am, do you? you I'm not, uh, I'm not going <laughs> to sign an autograph if you don't know who I am, for crying out loud. That would be worthless. So that's what happens. Or sometimes, sometimes, I I, one fella, one fella tried to film me on his phone. He was trying to say, he was, he was trying to film me. And I should have said, oi! And I didn't, I didn't. And I, I just sat there like, feeling like a plum. That's what happened. Yeah, and I was sitting there wondering, like, this must be really awkward for Max Browning as well, because there were, like, three people staring at him. As he's getting off the train as well, it's like four people just kind of, just gazing at him. And it's just like... This can't be normal. You get used. I you get, you get used. To it. I, listen, I'm not in any way putting myself in the same category as an East Enders star of East Enders, but I had my brief moment in the pop limelight. Uh, you you kind of get used to it. All right, Ian, thank you very much. Ta-ta. Um, uh, that's that sorted. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, line one. You're on the wireless. Hello, Matt. Good job, Wills. Hello, Matt. I love you. That's good. That's good. That's nice. I like that. Thank you. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello. Hello. Hello, Ian. Hello. 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 Yes. Ian. 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 Um, what do you think was the best uh, song from 1981? Was it the specials and Ghost Town, or was it Joe Dolce and Shut Up Your Face? Uh, when you say what do I think was the best song from 1981, do you mean specifically out of those two? Um, well, I mean, obviously those are the, the two front runners, but obviously, yeah. Um, obviously. I never liked this. I never liked the specials. Really? Yeah, I didn't think they were very good. Um, if if you could choose to be in any band of 1980s. Um, which which would you want to be in? Just for fun, just for like sheer oh, the, the human league. Really? Yeah, I bet they. I bet. Um, what was the name of the fellow in the uh, the, the human league? Um, 
Anyway, I bet him and those two ladies, I bet they had a right, right old laugh on the Pe- tour bus. Pepsi, Pepsi and Shirley. That's it. Um, what was his name? Phil? Was it, was it Pepsi? His name was Phil, Phil Oakley. Phil Oakley. Phil Oakey. That's Phil it. Phil Oakey. Um, and yeah. Pepsi and Shirley. I bet they had a right old laugh. So yeah, I'd like to be in the Human League. They, they were, they were, I mean, um, I think probably the, the best thing that ever came out of Sheffield. What do you reckon? Um, I would say they were the third best thing to come out of Sheffield. Do you know, do you know what? I've got, um, the Human League greatest hits in front of me on LP right now. That's, that's great news for you. Um, what, what, what do you, um, can, can you name me, like, five tracks off there? No, what do you reckon? no, I couldn't. Two? Um, is Octopus on there? It's not on there. No, no, no I, I wouldn't be able to. No. Um, the, the first one is Mirror Man, which is, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a good human league. I think the right. 80s were, were actually pretty poor for music in general. It's, it's not really your era, is no, it? No, I don't think it should I mean, be anybody's era. The, I think it's, it's, it's a, I think it's a the, pretty... The, poor era there's a decade there's a decade it was it was just it was too uh, electronic for me <laughs> too, too um synthetic no just just electronic yep in well uh, electricity's all right isn't it i i, I wasn't poo-pooing electricity just, just electronic music. Yeah. Mm. Do, do you think? Um, do Do you think? Keep, you keep going. Keep trying. Uh, keep trying. Keep trying. <laughs> keep trying. Keep trying. Or you can bail out. Okay. You can keep trying, or you no, can bail out. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep going. You can well, keep going. You're gonna keep trying. Okay. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. Um, do you think? Uh, do you think music was better? Before or after electricity? I don't know what you want me to say, man. Oh, God. I, I don't know either. No. I mean, I didn't really want to... I didn't really want you... I mean... Oh. Listen, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you a four out of ten. Four? Must you don't need to try so hard next time, okay? Sweet, Dennis, try so hard. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hey, Ian Lee. Hey, we're on the radio. We're on the radio. Not for much we're longer. You're not. On the radio. No, you're not. Line two, you're on the wireless. Ian, hip hip hip. Hey, it's Rashid, mate. Not heard you for a while, buddy. You're right. I'm all right, man. It's Ramadan, that's why. Ramadamadingdong. It's Ramadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamadamad
who started blaming the Zionists. And I was like, what the heck? I, isn't it interesting? On... I don't... I, I have, like, five friends on Facebook. I use... I have, a, I have a, like, a personal account... But I only, the only people I friend are people that I kind of work with, with this record label. So there's a few monkey people. I think I've got friends with Kath, but I don't use it, you know, with friends and family and stuff properly. Um, and I'm a member of various different monkeys groups because I've got this record label and because I like the monkeys, right? And it's really interesting to see the number, a lot of them Americans, (laughs) the number of them that have got what I consider to be the most abhorrent right wing, offensive you know political viewpoints yeah. people that we chat quite like quite happily about when something when, yeah. yeah it only comes out when something but we chat quite happily about daydream but the merits of daydream believer and who played bass on going down uh and then they'll they'll pro- post some horrible jingoistic thing about um you know um donald trump or something i think oh god i'm talking to a, a twit <laughs> but yeah. um you know yeah you know I, I i had to have him up about it i told him i said listen what, what are you on about zionist is, don't you think that is too far-fetched and he was like, well, that's my opinion and all that. So well, that's not opinion. Here's the, th- here's the thing about um, um, the Joe Coxing. I'm, I am deliberately, certainly not saying on the radio what I think happened. I'm not even thinking about what may or may not have happened because I don't want to get caught up in that game. I'm not thinking, you know, the three, was he mentally ill? Was he um, uh, yeah. Britain, Britain first? Was, what, maybe, was he both? I don't know. I'm going to wait until the police have done their investigation. And, yeah, um, until they, until we hear, you know, exactly what was, um, what was going on. But it's interesting how several sides, both sides, who are saying they wouldn't use this for their own gain, mm. are very subtly using this for their own gain. You know, and I'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. The, the, the pro-Brexit and the Remain, I'm talking about the racists and the people that want, um, you know, refugees, but both sides, it's, it's, it's very subtly. Just give us a chance to, just give us a chance to digest what's happened yeah, and yeah, let's exactly. all take it in and yeah, learn let's, some let's, let's, let's wait for some, let's wait for some facts, but I do think that the Anyway, last... Matt, I'm just clocking in and all right. uh, I thought I'd say alright That sounds you. like someone wants to end a conversation and that works with me. Line one, you're on the wireless. Oh, it's Frank Sidebottom, Timperley Sunset. Away you go, fella. Anniversary of Chris's death recently. Didn't he die in June? I remember it being summer when he died. Thank you for that. Always nice to hear a little bit of Frank. It was, wasn't it? What date did Chris CV die? I can't remember. Uh, line two, you're on the wireless. Hey, Denny, you're all right. I'm all right, thanks. Yeah. It's Tyler. Wee. Uh, anyways, how, what, what we've we been talking about tonight? Well, liver spots. I have no idea about that. You will, you will do. I am an old man, but I've, I'm not yeah. as old as my hands would imply. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm doing a terrible thing. I'm actually picking at a liver spot, which you should never do. My, the oh. back of my hands are. It's partly because I used to like drinking a lot, so I've oh. got. But I've, I've aged my hands for about twenty years, but they're covered in liver spots, and I've picked one now. It's really sore. I shouldn't have. Oh, done they're, it. they're not like on your liver. That's what. No, I they're, they're on my hands. That's... They're the brown marks on your hands. I've got a big one on my arm. Um, yeah. And I got got them on my on my hands. And I'm, uh, there's nothing you can do about them. Once they're there, they're there. Oh, 
Oh, so it's uh, um, um, I shouldn't be picking them. That's what I shouldn't be doing. Hey, I'm going to go to the doctor on Monday and ask if he'll put his finger up my bum. Oh, really? What yeah. are you getting? What for colonoscopy? Colon- a, a, a prostate check. I, I think I should oh, get yeah. a prostate check, but I, I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to surprise him. Either it's my Why regular that? doctor. My regular doctor's left. I don't know where she's gone. I think she had a baby or something. So I'm going to go to a new doctor. Me. First meeting, new doctor. Doctor, could you? Um, Put your finger up you my bum. It up. Yeah, could you, you put your finger up my bum? Um, what did I, I said something to my last doctor? I said something. Um, oh God, what did I say? I said something that I should only really say to mates, and it was mm. really inappropriate. And I can't think what it was. <laughs> she asked. She asked how something was going, mm. and I said something. And I can't think what it was. Maybe that's why she left. Anyway, that would explain. Doctors, you know. doctors are the people you, you're allowed to say those sort of awkward things to because I bet they get it every day. Yeah, I bet they get it every day. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I do, I, I wonder, because I'm 43, it's the age I should get my prostate checked, right, in all seriousness. Yeah. But I do, I have well, to... any age, any age, any age. Well, yeah, yeah. Any, any age, yeah, but as you get older, you, you're right, any age. Um, and I've had, I've had, um, doctors putting things up my backside before, so I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not shy about it, I don't mind, I'll drop my trousers anywhere and bend over, but <laughs> I wonder, do I need to warn, do I need to, I don't want to tell the receptionist that's what I want, and will they do it there and then, or will I have to, will he say, come back... book it in. Well, you, uh, do, I, do I need to book it in as a specific, I want my prostate checked, or do I go in and he'll just, he'll just do it? So wait, have you got, like, a GP appointment booked in? I've got, yeah, Monday. So, but is it specifically for that, or is it for St. Kelsey? You're just going to be like, by the way, can you slip one up? I need to get a repeat prescription, which there has been some confusion over a repeat prescription, okay? Yeah. So that yeah. I, so I say, uh, this confusion over a repeat prescription, can you give me the, what I need? He, he should say mm-hmm. yes, and then I'll say, by the way, can you slip can one you... up? Yeah, it's easy then. He should be able to do yeah. it, isn't he? What yeah, is he fi- What here's the thing, right? And this is a genuine question. And boy, oh boy, aren't we? Isn't it good that we can laugh about this because it's a really important thing, actually, and it saves lives. But what is he feeling for up there? Um, the prostate is like a small walnut-like thing. <laughs> Why am I giggling at that? Is it a small walnut type thing? I bet it's not well, as tasty like, as a walnut. Well, yeah, and then it fills up with like what, like old stuff what are you making this up my prostate no no, no honestly honestly how do you know this are you do- you're, you're talking doctor's language are you medically trained no well my mom's a nurse i think that's as far as my Did she talk to you about my... prostates never really this is just general knowledge just from wow all right mate don't rub it in literally don't <laughs> rub it in <laughs> i won't rub it in because that can be quite painful well yeah. no that's what you do you have to like milk the prostate when Whoa! it's Hang on yeah, a minute, we've no, just honestly. had the phrase, milk the prostate. By the way, <laughs> yeah. I've got I've got their second album on vinyl, it's worth a fortune. I, I heard it was a beautiful song on milk the prostate. Yes. Okay, uh, are you sure? Because I know that my uh, my cat has, has to have her anal glands squeezed. Oh. Are you sure you're not oh. confusing the two things? No, I, I don't think I am. I, I think had to phone up my... Is- I had to phone up the vet, right? And the, she, the vet said, what's wrong? I said, can I bring my cat in? What's wrong with her? And I said, oh, I don't really know what to say. She said, don't be embarrassed. I said, all right, a bum really stinks. And she went, oh, don't worry. Yeah, no, yeah. Anal glands, we can fix that. That sounds pretty accurate. So the doctors, I'm going to go and have my walnut milked, am I? I think that's what you've got to do. Beautiful. That sounds like a great night out. Line one, you're on the wireless. Oh, yeah, that was 20 minutes. It's about a drink. Beer, cork, muff out tea. I just get it as well. A what? Beer, coke. No, the one. Tea. Aye, but would you say a what? Tea. I'm off it. I'm off it. Tea. 
Thank you for that. That's the, the sketch, the, the Limmy sketch that I was talking about the other day. He's coming on soon. I'm a bit nervous. I'm nervous of Limmy. Uh, I bet he's absolutely delightful. I bet he's a real charmer. Um, but his humour, if you've not seen the show, it's so dark. It's weird. It's on Netflix, right? Series one is on Netflix. And I always thought he was American, and the picture that they've got advertising, it makes it look absolutely rubbish. I'm going to tell him he should get that picture changed. He'll have no say over it. It makes it look rubbish, and the right, the little kind of, you know, few sentences they put to describe it, he thought, this sounds rubbish. And I, don't, I, I watched it because he kept, people kept retweeting stuff that he, he did that I thought was really funny. Um, and the, I mean, the first sketch, the first sketch in series one of, of Limmy's show is just, oh, it's dark, man. It's really dark. It's just him pointing at himself. It's, I can't explain it. Go and watch it. Lied to you on the wireless. Hi, Ian. Um, uh, I heard you're going to the doctor to um, have a, a finger put up your bum. Yep, that rumour spread fast, didn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I went to the doctor to have a finger put up my bum about a year ago. And... Um, uh, you're now married. At the end, when I... <laughs> yes. Um, no, at the end, when I, you know, I left the surgery and I said... Thanks very much. Um, He said, don't worry, I'm sure we'll get to the bottom of it. Did he actually say that? He actually said that, genuinely, yeah. It was in Muswell Hill, in um, the uh, the Duke's... The 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 posh one or the not-so-posh one? The... um, The one opposite the the shell garage, or... Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 the posh one, yeah. the posh one. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I went to, my, my wife got in there, and I went to sign up a week later, so now we're full. I went, what? Now we're full? I said, my wife and kids are registered. Yeah, we're full. So I had to go to the one down yeah. the road, which wasn't, it was like, it was like going back to the 1970s. It was in someone's house. That, they're a bit weird, those ones that are in a, in a sort of house, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they like, are have, weird. Have you, ever, have you ever been to a dentist? That's yes, my dentist like is in a house! Why, why do they do that? I it's don't weird, know. And here's the thing, but do you know what? I kind of prefer it. I have to go to the chiropodist, right? They don't call, they don't yeah. call them chiropodists now, podiatrists. Website. Yes. We're, podi- they're called, podi- we say podiatrists now, flipping it. So there are two, there are two chiropodists near me, right? And I went yeah. to one and she only does evening, she does two evenings a week and every other Saturday. And I said, I was there and I said, oh, can I book an appointment? I've got an appointment. But it was like in like this sort of fitness center. I don't want to go there. Hang on, Sorry to interrupt. Please. She does two evenings a week and a Saturday. Every other Saturday, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's not a job. That's a hobby, isn't it? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Part-time podiatrist. But but I know that the, the other podiatrist, and she calls herself a shropodist yeah. in, in the area where I live, yeah. she does it in her house. And I want to go I, there. I, I want to go to the one in the house. Like, the dentist is in the house. The doctors I used to go to is in the house. You're right. I'd never... It never really occurred to me before. That's messed up, isn't it? A dentist in a house. Messed up. Why... I, I want... I, I want a specific... I want a centre. I want... I want somewhere that feels like it has a bit of gravitas to it. Yeah, I know. I, but all, in fact, I've been to Shropatis a few times, and the best ones I've been to have been in someone's house. What's what, what's up with your feet, Ian? I think it's Veruca's. Really? It's generally... Oh, it's funny, is it? It's funny, is it? Oh. Veruca's funny, is it? Oh. Well, I mean, 
where where have you picked them up from? Because that's the thing, isn't it? Swimming pools. Rukas, it makes it, is, is that it? Probably. I, I've had them before, and I, it's like, her, the Vrukas are like a type of herpes, aren't they? Once you've got it, they, it will always be within your, your bloodstream, so you're kind of more prone to get them. I got them first when I was at college. Here's my Veruca history. I got them first, yes. uh, first when I was at college, and they went, and I got them again yeah. a few years ago, and I had a wonderful chiropodist called Marcella, who was this very attractive Irish woman who was single, and she yeah. continually told me about how she was single, and I was thinking, this is weird. Just scrape my feet and freeze this off. And now I've got, I've, I think they're Verrucas again, but they're on the kind of the side of the foot, so we're going to go and have, get them looked at. Did she, did, uh, did, is this, I mean, is this something that the, that you have, like, frozen off with dry ice? Oh, no, they, they, they freeze it, off. I mean, the, the, the last time I don't think I had it froze, I can't, why did, but the freezing, it's like, um, nitrous, nitroglycerin or nitrous oxide or, it's nitrous something, and it's flipping, it hurts, man, it's like burning, it's cold, but it burns, it's yeah, so yeah, painful, yeah, 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 and your yeah. foot's so up, they, so, so it are... hurts, and then when you stand up to put your foot down, all the blood rushes to the foot, it is agony! I'm having that sorted out. And you have and you have this done in someone's house. Yeah, yeah, you got someone's house, so you have it. It's too much. It's too much. It is too much. Thank you for that. I, do you know? I'd never. Isn't it weird? Do you know what we're talking about? Doctors and dentists in people's houses. Very, very odd. Line one, you're on the wireless. All right. So I was going to say earlier, um, before, uh, before we were talking about your walnuts. Um, my, I had a music. A level the other day. And By the way, Monday's Monday show. If I do have my walnuts milks, it's yeah. going to be you're going to hear about it on Monday night. I cannot wait. I bet you can't. That'll get the old rage. Well, is, Ian, Ian, why don't you periscope it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if I thought the doctor thought that would be okay, do you know what? Hey, here's something I'm going to periscope one night. I watched your periscope today, actually. Your, um... That was terrifying. Oh, um, would you watch this? So right? Would you watch this? I'm seriously considering doing this, periscoping oh. me going to bed and sleeping. I, I personally wouldn't watch that. Okay, but, but some people would, wouldn't they? People in this world that would set it up at the end of the beds, get in my Jimmy Jams, go to bed, read a little bit, play with the cat, sleep. Is and that then what you in, call it? Playing with the cat. Steady oh, on. And then in the morning, get up, go, Yeah. Well, that was me sleeping. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, goodbye. I reckon there's people who will watch that the whole night through. Yeah, I bet there will be. I bet there will oh, be. Oh, Ian snored at 3.04. Yeah, exactly. And like, oh, digital spy be wetting its pants. Oh, they'd love it. They'd love it. Yeah. Anyway, go on. What's the point right. you're going to make, you pervert? Well, you, um, <laughs> you are, uh, you like music, don't you? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say like. You love it. You love it. So on my music A-level exam, um, I sat down and over the speakers, we have to analyse, like, music that's played to us. And the first song that comes out is Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, God. The most overrated, <laughs> most overrated, overrated song of song all time. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, it's, I knew you were going to say that. Rubbish. <laughs> How does that always top the the, the polls? Britain, Britain's favourite song, Bohemian Rhapsody, again, again for the fifth time. No, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I think, I, yeah, I think he's a great vocalist, but I don't think it's the you know. It's, it's not even the best song Queen did. did. No, no. What's the best song Queen did? Number one, bites the dust. I'm the invisible man. I'm the invisible. I'm the man. invisible man. I'm the invisible, invisible man. How you can. <laughs> 
Um, that, they did do a good, they did do a good song once. Oh, um, Seven Seas, Seas of Rye, Seven Seas of Rye and Bicycle Rye, Race are good. Bicycle, now you've got, you've got good place for music. Okay, so the second song that comes out, blaring yeah. out those speakers, yeah. is, um, wait, if I sing it to you, maybe you'll get it. All right, yeah. The song is yesterday, but I would never have got that from the tune. Well, that's the, there's a guitar solo at the beginning. Yeah. It's rubbish. It wasn't a great exam for us. exam was just listening to music. Literally, it's listening and analysing music. You, you, yeah, kids these days, you don't you don't know you're born. I'm going to cut you off again. Please. The, line one, you're on the wireless. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. How are you doing? I'm, t- I'm really tired. I'm glad it's the last 15 minutes of the week, and I'm hungry. I'm tired, too. It's yeah. Cathy, by the way. I've not spoken to you for a couple of weeks. Hey, Cathy, thought... who's not spoken to me for a couple of weeks. Nice to speak to you again. And you thought it's nearly ten to one. I used to always put it ten to one on a Friday. Yes, yes, of course. That was. Uh, d- don't tell me you're going to resign like Alan Caddick did. Alan Caddick resigned from the show today. You're kidding. Yeah, he resigned. Because he's not, because he's not been first call. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's kind of sour grapes. Because he's not been first call. The thing is, he means it as well. This is uh, this is not. I, I, I'm you know I'm aware of Caddick. I've been for a long time on various other shows. Um, he probably means it, and he probably won't call in anymore. And um, I, I felt I like well, I've kind of I could have talked him into staying, but I'm not having I'm not having the callers dictate. How the, sh- the, the how the show works. So if he wants to go, that's absolute. You know, that's his choice. I think it's really consistent phone to play this Willie, isn't it? Um, yeah, no one's phoning. But can you move ever so slightly, Kathy? Because I'm str- your phone keeps breaking up a little bit. And I. Uh, oh wait, is that better? Yeah, yeah that's better. That's better. Good. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's worse. It's, wor- it's worse. Try again, because it's worse. Oh eight four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Um, oh, it's busy, busy on the phones tonight. Line one, you're on the wireless. It's the news twenty four um, kind of hold music. Is there any chance of getting a bit louder? Because it's a bit quiet. It's not, it, listen, it's not, it's not really working. It, uh, it, it's tricky when you're playing bits of audio, because I know it's late at night, but we, we kind of need it at a volume that we can hear it. We probably need it a little bit louder than you think. And don't do it on speakerphone. Don't do it on speakerphone, because speakerphone, um, it, generally, they have this thing where if, if I speak, it will cut out your microphone on the phone so we instantly cuts out instead of me whereas if it's just on a normal uh, practice line one is that better can oh, you hear me now? now we can hear you there we go beautiful oh that's a shame isn't it anyway are you gonna have a good weekend um i don't know tomorrow i intend to sleep and watch dvds sunday is father's day which will be filled with laughter and a little bit of tears because i'll have my boys want to take me out for lunch and i'll miss my dad so it's that kind of you know it's it's the yin and the yang but um 
Uh, yeah, you'll so, have fun with the boys. Yeah, I'll have fun. I'll have fun with the boys, and then Monday I'm getting my walnut milked. So I hear. Good for you. It's got to be done. It's. Got I did to tell you a while done. ago. You've got to get this done. I think um, you might have planted the walnut seed. Check. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, I could have planted that. <laughs> I think you planted the seed. That's why I'm getting it done. So it must be all right somewhere ahead. I'm always here for your health advice. Thank you very much indeed. Are you not volunteering to actually do the procedure? No. I, the thing no. is, right? I've got no qualms or embarrassment about a doctor i've I've had my bum played with by so many um, members of the medical profession I, I, i've got no qualms about them sorting that out at all another day it works for them they've yeah. seen hundreds and hundreds yeah exactly and i think Smelly mine, ones nasty ones i think sorts. mine's actually quite um i'm gonna say it, quite beautiful yeah, just make sure you have a little bit of a wash down right, there. All right, steady on. You know, make it all pretty. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you very much indeed. Yes. I'm I'm getting my hair cut off tomorrow. Oh what, all of it? Most of it. I'm donating it to charity to made into wigs for children with cancer. Oh, there we go. That's a, 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 um, a worthy exciting. thing to Yeah, that is exciting. Um do you do you have to pay for that haircut or are you getting it done free? No, I'm paying for the haircut, but I have got people to sponsor me from Macmillan Cancer, and I've raised 260 quid. Hey, there you go. How are they going to... Because when my boys get their haircut, they like to keep bits of it. I don't know why. And they get those little money bags. The barber... Barber obviously knows what's going to happen, and he's got these little money bags, and he puts the hair in. What what do they put your hair in? Like a... a, 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 And this sounds like a flippant question, but actually, I I, I mean it. Is it like a a Tesco carrier bag or a Jiffy bag? How do you store it? No, I'll put it into a ponytail and have um, rubber bands oh, well, at the top chum- and the bottom. They're, they're I'll cut just... the entire ponytail off oh. and I'll put it in a jiffy bag, fill out my form and send it, hey, send it off to the little that's clever. I can't, I'm, I stupidly thought, no, not stupid, I'd never considered it really. They just cut it on the floor and you'd sweep it all up. You, 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 you send a, you have a ponytail. Hey, well, that's brilliant. That's a great thing to do. Well done. Good luck. That's not bad, is it? Have a great weekend. Yep. Enjoy having your hair cut. Enjoy holding your ponytail. Uh, uh, you know, two foot away from your head. Um, line two, you're on the wireless. We're in. It still sounds a little bit f- f- floaty, but it's better than before. Well done. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Okay, it's, it's not brilliant, but thank you very much indeed. Now, nit- nitrous oxide is what they do. They, they freeze it off, and everyone's reminding me, for the Verrucas, not the, the walnuts, uh, everyone's reminding me, it is agony. It is agony. Imagine, um, hang on a second, line one's called, yes, line one. Thank you, Ian. Um, Mince Pie has had a miraculous escape after falling from the cabin of a Genko crane next to Morrison's in Sheffield. A crane operator had stopped for his lunch earlier this afternoon, but in a rush, he knocked his bait box, which consequently saw the Mince Pie falling the full 150 feet to the ground. The Mince Pie was rushed straight to the bakery for repair, and it is said that the pie will make a full recovery unless eaten. The crane operator was not available for comment and is now off work, suffering from stress.
stress. A farmyard near Workingham today celebrated its 100-year birthday by dressing 100 cows in women's clothes. The cows were let loose in a field wearing stockings, short shorts and a lacy bra. Benson, who is is farmed here for most of his life, said it was the most beautiful thing he has ever seen. And finally, your traffic update. The A1068 between Annick and Almouth in Northumberland has just been reopened. It was closed earlier this evening due to a nasty pheasant that wouldn't move from the road. We are told that the council said that the road closure was in the best interests of both motorists and the pheasant. After a four-hour battle, the pheasant finally moved on and the road reopened. There is now a major million-pound inquiry into why pheasants are so stupid. That was your talk radio news. I'm Simon Mook, Simon Face. Thank you very much indeed. That was good. A bit of work went into that, didn't it? A little bit of effort. I like. I, I do like this hour. It's getting. Um, what's interesting is is um, I'm not seeing the usual numbers um, flash up on the screen as often. I'm, I'm still. No, I am seeing the usual numbers, but I'm, which is good. It's not criticism, but I'm also seeing numbers I don't recognise flashing up on the screen, which is uh, which excites me. Um, excites me no end. Um, and uh, and and you kind of got the drift of it. No, good. There is no drift. In this hour, well, in the whole show, really, you can call in about anything you want. I mean, the last hour's a little bit more random, but, um, um, let's see what line one's got for us. Yes, line one. Today's show is done like this. Are you in Grantham? Yeah, I live in Grantham. I know, too. It's going to be an actual, proper radio show this evening. Colour doesn't exist. So you're offering to have sex with anyone that meets you at the car park on Asda. I mean, I met some really stupid people. I'm as equally stupid as the rest of the population. It is my dream to be in a petrol station and someone soaking wet, covered in bubbles, walking in going, cars got stuck in the car wash. Could someone give us a hand? It really is turning into um, an absolute ass of a sh- of a show. And they sent him to Israel to find Jesus' his foreskin. Why do we need Caddick? Caddick is part of the furniture. I like the Pope. The Pope's fun stuff. I love a good car. Watch out! Did you get stuck in it? Well, I started off, went through, got halfway through. You know, it pulls you along. No, I've never been the one that pulls you along. I've been the one where you pull up and it stops, and it says reverse a bit, and then stop, and then you stop. Come on, someone put work in. I hope you two are paying attention to that. But he's, whoever that was, he or she's put more work into the, the, the show than all three of us combined. Flipping it! That was brilliant. I enjoyed that. Thank you very much indeed. Um, oh, I'm going to start a song. I'm going to... Uh, this should work. Oh, hang on, I've got the wrong one. There we go. We'll end on this. There we go. When the world and I were young, just yesterday, life was such a simple game a child could play. It was easy then. 
had never lived without or tasted fear. It was easy then to tell truth from lies, selling out from compromise. Who to love and who to hate, the foolish from the wise. But today. Entertainment across the nation. Talk radio. Give it some lift.